Hello and welcome to this installment of the KC and the Reviews podcast. On this podcast, I sit down with friend and collaborator Jay Wood and discuss the best films of the decade. That being the 2010s. We sat down on my deck and got attacked by bugs and talked about movies for almost three hours. Uh, it was it was it was crazy. Uh, you might agree or you might not agree with our picks, um, of our choices, but I, I still do hope you enjoy the podcast and the discussion that we have. So now it's time for me to throw you to my conversation with Jay. Three, two, one. Are right, you good? Yeah, sorry. Right. <laughs> Gave myself a heart attack. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? It's Cole Cruz, and you're listening to the KC at the Movies podcast for the 15th of December, 2019. What's going on? I'm joined uh, by my friend, good friend. That was a long pause. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long pause. <laughs> How it. long have I known you for? <laughs> I would say maybe a year, <laughs> going on a year, but uh, clearly not enough to have an immediate friend at the end of that sentence. I love Quite, it. Like, very close acquaintance. <laughs> We've now swung the other way. It's yeah. fantastic. No. I'm drawn by my friend Jay Wood, who's a, um, a theatre director here theater in Newcastle. Theatre director, yeah. Yep. Um, and we, but we both love movies. That's the reason I brought him on today's podcast, because... We're going to talk about um, the best films of the decade. Which is a lot. It's a pretty nerve-wracking thing to sit down and go, we're at the end of a decade, which movies were the best, and which movies do we think we're going to have fights about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be like an argument over it, like, what It would be amazing we if we just read out the exact same list. We ended <laughs> with a thank you to the audience and we left. It was such a beautiful, loving moment. Yeah, yeah, but I don't want to, um, because we, we spent, like, a lot of time, like, setting up the fucking podcast as well, like, the tech-wise, because I haven't done this before. Yeah, it's good to have a guest on the podcast, get a bit of different spices, and it can only go up from here, so. Yeah, well, hopefully. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> what is this, episode 79 or something? Yeah, exactly. Eight, um, yeah, so, what we've done is, we've compiled a list of, like, um, oh, fuck, I've got to get the document on. So, we've done... Right, we've done so we did a best right we did two yep. honorable mentions and then we did two overlooked yeah movies. movies that we think are well deserving of praise but did not get the love that they deserved okay right so we've done that for each um we're not going to talk about like top 10 films of the decade we're doing it for each year so from yep. 2010 to 2018 and really focusing on what we think is the best one and so we're not going to go through because that's ended up being a hundred movies. So we'll probably just name drop a fair few. Yeah. And you could do the rest of the work. <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> I'll uh, yeah I'll, I'll I'll start us off here with um because we won't again we won't take up too much time. So we get straight into it. Um, 2010. Great year. Great year. This um, year was probably one of the hardest ones to break down. I was like, wow, this is going to be a long day, and then realized it was like three years afterwards that it just smashed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like one of the hardest ones to me was actually. 2015 that was a hard one yeah you messaged me that and i was like that one was the one where i was like well i don't know if i can get to five so i don't know yeah, yeah that excites me because i think we're gonna have movies we've not seen which well good. i've also cheated and i've got like th- maybe three overlooked for a few that's so. cool well name dropping is one yeah 
So should we just start off with what the best one was? Should we? Yeah. Should we do honorable mentions? Yeah. First let's build up to it. So let's talk the honorable mentions. Okay. So we might have the same. Here we go. So my first uh, honorable mention is uh, Black Swan. That's exactly what I was about to say. That's a great start. It's yeah. a fantastic movie. Yeah, no, it's um, you have a great performance from Natalie Portman. You have Mila Kunis as well. Yeah, um, Vincent Castle. Directing. Yes, yes, yeah. Cassell. Yeah, amazing. I just think it's a like just for, for the Natalie Portman really a great film for her to like yeah you know dig into and then mm, like shaft that Star Wars image that you're still dragging oh. around with her. Yeah, yeah, and I just think it's a a very harrowing look at obsession. I think. Yeah, and. Um, you know, well, by the end of the movie, you, spoilers, that shit becomes the Black Swan. For sure, yeah. <laughs> and it, like, fucking actually grows wings it's and everything. It's traumatic to watch. It's so good. But it's, like, it's just very effective. And like, uh, yeah, yeah. She's Natalie Portman. She's just fucking incredible. Yeah. <laughs> you have an honourable mention? Do you fucking have another one? Yeah. Do you want to give your next uh, one? I'll if give my next one. If we both have Black Swan. Yeah, we both have Black Swan. Uh, my other one is um, Technicality, because it came out here in 2010, but it was like a 2009 oh, okay. movie. I've honestly never heard of it. But uh, it, no, it's called uh, Up in the Air, and it came oh, out okay. at the end of 2009 in America, oh. but it was like the, fir- the first month of 2010, and it's like one of my favorite oh. movies of all time. So it's one of those, do we count it? But, I, I, sorry, but I thought the film you meant was Technicality. Technicality, yeah. Technicality <laughs> by uh, Roger Moore. No, no. Um, no, no, no. Uh, so it's Up in the Air. Up in the Air, okay, George right Clooney. Up. Fantastic. That's an honorable mention. So should we look at the Overlooked or just say our favourite? Well, why do you like Up in the Air? Well, why up in the air, just why a, is it an honorable mention for you? Just really briefly, um, there's a guy who just wants to be alone and he travels around firing people. And to me, it was the idea of like, he still discovers that being alone is important. So it wasn't like the traditional, he's going to love being with a new girl and he's going to settle down. It was still like a movie about being okay with yourself in a world where people right. expect you to be in a box. Okay, yeah. Great movie. Yeah, no, it was um, It was also the first time I saw Renna Kendrick, I think, as well. Oh, yeah, and she blew up because of it. Because she got Oscar nommed and then everyone wanted her and then been very good and strong. Right, and Jason Reitman. New Ghostbusters movie looks sick. Oh yeah, yeah I'm all in. The trailer. I'm all in. But um, yeah, big Jason Reitman fan. He made some bad movies this decade, but um, he's made some solid ones. What's anyway, the bad one you think he's made? Uh, Men, Women, and Children and Labor Day. Both of them he made. Men, them Women, and Children, really? Yeah, did you like it? I I don't think it's like fantastic or anything. No, but, but I, I was. Know, just I, like, I don't know. I we get it. it. Technology is bad. Love is bad. Move yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess I don't like Ansel Elgort performance in the movie. I like Caitlin Bieber's performance. Wow, you have a great memory for this movie. I immediately walked out and forgot. <laughs> I walked out of the cinema and I was like, I'm dead. That's cool. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> right, I forgot the bed, I forgot the women, and I forgot the children. <laughs> hey, the, scene, the scene where uh, Adam Sandler has a wank in his son's room is one of the one of the most pinnacle scenes. I'm going to be completely honest. I forgot Adam Sandler was in it until you just said that. He's one of the... He's the main kids no not main that's kids. no no I said that because he has the yeah. searching for porn that's yeah, right yeah, yeah and it has yeah. like the overlay on the uh, yeah on, I forgot all about that then, so yeah. that's our honourable mentions well I've got my second one's in, in oh. Inception oh yeah Inception yeah. Yeah. how did I not have not this really on the list there's not much to say about that so. except for probably bromp. yeah um, <laughs> we've that. had an entire dec- uh, uh, decade of these Inception memes of like you yeah know, yeah uh, and replication of like a, of that sound oh. as well. Yeah, but trailers everywhere. I, can I mean, it, it kind of feels like Hans Zimmer, even though that score for Blade Runner twenty forty nine is still really good. Yeah, it still kind of feels like the Inception. It score, feels like we still have that yeah. um, carry on. Overlooked. Yeah, let's go overlooked. I will start us off with a movie called Exafruit Gift Shop. 
Okay. It's a documentary about Banksy. Okay. And it starts off with the history of um, uh, graffiti in the sense of becoming art. And this director comes in and he's really, really strong. And uh, he's um, he, he's taking this footage and then eventually he meets Banksy. And Banksy realizes this documentarian is terrible. He takes over the film and lets the documentarian turn into his own artist. And it oh becomes okay. like a halfway through, it just becomes this whole different film. And it's one of the best documentaries of all time, but it also has a lot of criticism because people think it's all fake that Banksy oh, really? planned the entire thing. Okay. And when you watch the movie, I, I've watched it like four or five times. I still don't know. And I think the fact that I don't know makes it ten times better. Great documentary. Probably the only documentary on my list, but it's incredible. Oh, wow. Okay. I've honestly never, never heard, heard of, of it. Because it's overlooked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, okay. there we go. <laughs> yeah. For your first one? Um, look, there's a lot I could have... I mean, the people that know or listen to the podcast know I could have easily slipped in Blue Valentine here. Oh, beautiful film. <laughs> but... um. I won't because everyone knows I'm obsessed with that movie and I, I do it like <laughs> talk about it every single Valentine's Day. Oh my God. That's not a Valentine's Day movie. Oh, it is for if you're single. I guess, but that's, <laughs> that would just remind you. Anyway. Um, so yeah, my first ever look actually is um, uh, a film by James Gunn called Super. Super, <laughs> yes, yeah. okay. Yeah. Nice, Rain Wilson. Yeah, Rain Wilson, Alan Page. Why is that overlooked, you reckon? I just don't think like because everyone thinks James. I know James Gunn did Sliver as well, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, because um, everyone thinks he comes from like those like Sliver Guardians, and yeah. no one talks about Super. Yeah, yeah, and it was like it's so funny that he made Super, which was such a takedown of superhero movies, and then he exactly. got offered Guardians. Yeah, did before, did before Kickass did exactly. It's yeah. I keep getting those two films when I see stills of them. I think of the other one. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah for Ryan sure. Wilson is great in the movie as well. Ellen Page, Ellen fantastic. Page is great. They both so work really well together. Kevin Bacon is the gangster. Awesome. Um, so my other overlooked is Never Let Me Go with Andrew Garfield. Oh, so I think it's, I've heard of that one. Yeah, it's halfway. Yeah, halfway through, it's like a classic British uh, movie with like real beautiful settings about these kids going through school, and then. At the halfway point, these kids discover that they're actually clones okay. made for organ donor. Oh, okay. And so they try to escape this world. It's so beautifully slow. It's so beautifully transcendent in terms of how it's filmed. But um, when they realize that they are purely vessels for body parts, it's mm. harrowing. It's beautiful. No one talks about it. And it just came out of nowhere. Andrew Garfield and uh, Natalie Portman. It might be Kira Natalie, one of the two. But they were both fantastic. Never let me go. Who's the director, by? I can't actually remember his name off the top of my head. I was meant to look that up. Um, but Never Let Me Go was originally not on my list until I remembered it this morning. Oh, okay. And well, the yeah. dog disagrees with me, so that's really <laughs> important. Yeah, <laughs> as, just uh, so everyone knows the context around this um, environment. Yeah, we're we decided outside to go outside and do all tranquil. Yeah, enjoy. we're outside. I'm getting attacked by bugs like left, right and fucking center. And we've got a... We got our uh, our pug running around. I'm surprised I haven't been touched by a single bug. I love it. This is the first time this has happened. I think it's because I've got a computer screen in my face. That's true, yeah. and I have yeah. nothing. Um, <laughs> so your final? Do we have my one final honorable mention? Is an, uh, like another film that people probably would have heard of, um, but I, again, I don't think it's talked about enough yep. as well. Another love film, uh, relationship drama, submarine. Richard Iron. Yeah, yeah, oh. Richard Iron. Um, it has like um, you have music from Alex Turner from the Arctic Monkeys yep. as well. Um, you get two great performances f- um, 
<laughs> what <are you> <laughs> just the dog is making the craziest noise. I love it. No, sorry. What is it? What is she doing? It's just looking at me going, bah, bah. And I'm just like, yes, yes, submarine is okay. I agree with that. It know. has um, has a really great final shot too. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I think it's. I don't know if you ever saw his um, follow up movie, the double. The double. Well, but like we might talk about that later. Oh, but submarine I thought was very very strong. It's a great debut. But yeah, that's that's the um, overlooked and the honourable mentions. What's overlooked? our favourite? So, I just want to give one more special mention. Is okay, do you know sure. that that's the same year that Who Killed Captain Alex came out as well, the Nigerian film? What the really? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, they. If you if you guys don't know what uh, Who Killed Captain Alex is, it's an all just a a group of Nigerian friends came yeah. together and then decided to make a film yeah. and it's like very low budget the effects look absolutely fucking terrible but it shows you what you can make when you believe but in something exactly when and you believe in something when you want to make something um, and those kind of movies we need to remind ourselves that not everything needs to be glitz and glamour yeah, yeah, make yeah. stuff it's great and it's very entertaining like I've seen yeah. it three times oh I've, I've only <laughs> seen it once I've only seen it a long time ago but like I'll be keen to watch it again I think no disrespect to the people that made it but yeah. I I uh, I watched it the second time and I was like smashed off my face. That's the way to watch it, I reckon. (laughs) Everything looks better when you're smashed. Yeah. (laughs) It gets rid of the VHS quality. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because he constantly swam from side to side. (laughs) Exactly. Right, best. Yes, do you want to go first or me or do you think we might have the same? uh, So, okay. You go first for 2010 and I'll do 2011. Okay, all right. So, what's the best of 2010? I'm, just, I'm going for the best for 2010. This is not. Um, this is. I mean, it's a mix of personal opinion, but also I just think of like, it just what is it's just a fantastic, like beautifully yeah. crafted movie, like directed, written, shot, right? Score. Ooh, it's I the social network. It has to be the social network. Yeah. yeah. Um, I saw uh, a reviewer when it first came out consider it to be the order president's men. Okay. For like internet movies. Oh, okay. our generation. It, they, and I, it's what it said. Yeah, and I was like, I think that's probably spot on. Like, this is a movie that that it's so weird because every time I watch it, I get so hyped as it goes up to the end, yeah. and then all of a sudden it just finishes because we've already seen the second half of this movie. Yeah, through yeah. the first half of the movie, and that was the, one of the first movies to really play with the two simultaneous timelines. Okay, yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. Aaron Sorkin's. Oh, he's writing us. It's, it's incredible. It's you could just cut out those lines of the dialogue and just have them everywhere and that's what I mean like it all writing directing cinematography score by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross who've become amazing because that was the first movie they really scored I believe at least the first one they got Oscars for but But like um, they've done amazing work on the new Watchmen TV show they're just incredible I thought that's good but yeah Social Network to this day I'm still frustrated yeah it's it's a fascinating movie it's a fascinating how did King's Speech oh yeah win best picture yeah when Social Network I know people are against Facebook and I get all that but like I was just like everyone else when I heard that there was a movie made on Facebook and Facebook was still in its relative infancy and then it turned out to be this incredible movie so I don't know I think that movie is an incredible incredible masterpiece that will stand the test of time yeah people are still talking about it to this day as well so, so that's great because I that's my one as well. So, anything you want to say about that one anymore? Or uh, I mean, we've said what. Needs if to you've be not said. seen if it, if you haven't definitely. seen Social Network, you definitely need to watch it. If you you're one of those people, yeah. who are like it's a Facebook movie, you're missing out. Like the opening scene is one of the best opening scenes I've ever seen in a film. Best convo. Yeah, it's just it's it's, it's just great. It's, very, it's very a mix strong. of the writing and how it's edited as well. Yes, how yeah. it looks, the music in the background, the f- sound of the room. Definitely, yeah, fantastic. Just a, just. A, a, a great film all around uh, 2011 this was a hard year yeah 
Um, sort of know. There are some films that I didn't know that came out in 2011. There's one actually I thought would come out in 2010, but it actually came out in 2011. Interesting, okay. But there's um, a lot of these films where I'm like, this is the least packed year for me. So this is the one I don't really need to talk much about. This is me just coming up. And you don't need to talk about only it. Only because I don't think I really have much to say. <laughs> I don't know why, but 2011 didn't sit well with me. Because it's already been said? or Neither, really. There's only one movie I think is really known, and that might be our shared favourite. But the other four, <laughs> I, I honestly scrambled to make this list. Okay. So yeah. I'll be Do you want to talk about honourable mentions then? Yeah, let's start with honourable mentions. Um, I'll say Tintin. Oh, the Avengers of Tintin. Yeah, right? I really enjoyed it. I thought one sh- the fake one-shot from the top of the mountain to the ocean, one of the best action set pieces in an animated film. Yep. Just a really strong film. It's not great, but this is what the year is. This is where I'm up to. <laughs> 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 um, your honourable mention? Uh, my first honourable mention is, is Shame. Is uh, Steve McQueen's Shame with Michael Fassbender. I love the 22 minutes that Carrie Mulligan takes to sing New York, New York. Oh, yeah. It's so long. It's so long. The most awkward scene to watch, like, because I only watched this like a few years ago. Yeah. But um, one of the most awkward scenes to watch for some reason, because their brother and sister, Carrie Mm -hmm. Mulligan and Michael Fassbender's character, is when they're like, I think she comes out of the, he pulls her out of the shower and then like they're on the lounge together. And they're just, I don't know, because they're both, are they both naked? I don't know. Like they're both very close. They're both, like, yeah. it's too It's too far. It's a very awkward scene, but, um, but it's like. They're fantastic. Like it's it. pretty effective. Especially yeah. Carrie Mulligan. She's fucking amazing in that movie. Unbelievably good. But Michael Fassbender, I think, is one of his best performances. I think he's. Yeah, and this really was really a right at his peak when he was really getting yeah. known and getting these great roles. And over the last few years, he hasn't quite measured up to yeah. what he had before. I don't know if that's agent or whatever. But, um, yeah, very, very strong stuff. Yeah, I just haven't seen anything. Yep. Liked this role with Michael Fassbender before. Yeah. Like when I watched it, I was just like, I like, especially since seeing his like new, re- you know, recent work, yeah. like you talked about. Like I was watching this, I was like, wow, he's this is probably one of the best characters ever. Tackled. Yeah, incredible. And another great look at like a, another obsession film, like about mm. sex. I'm um, sensing a theme of you, <laughs> getting a sense of an obsession. This is the decade <laughs> of obsession from Kyle. Uh, uh, two decades of obsession uh, oh jeez <laughs> 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 my life is an obsession <laughs> um, um, but yeah alright you want to talk about your next one yeah so my next one is 50-50 oh yeah which are nice. uh, Seth like and Joseph Gordon-Levitt yep. Joseph Gordon-Levitt finds out he has cancer his best friend tries to help him out a lot of relationship dramas a lot of great comedy Anna Kendrick again yep, um, honestly for Jonathan Levine's work as a director here who did Longshot which oh, was yeah. what yep. he's big for this year but um, this yeah, movie's just I cared, movie. I cried, I laughed. Um, I thought it was one of the first comedies to really smash all genres of like comedies and uh, a little bit of like uh, romance. Like the first best drama. Yeah, the, the first know? first yeah. of the decade where all five of these kind of genres of dramedy, romance, all of this came together, and I just thought it was a really tight film. Yeah. And again, in another year, probably wouldn't even get a mention. But this year, I was so desperate. The scene in the um the car when he's oh. like, I think it's raining, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's yeah. and he's realizing that he's pretty much pushed everyone else away, and he yeah. has to have this breakdown. It's great. Yeah, it's a great movie. So what, you're never honourable. Uh, it's Warrior. Oh, With the Tom uh, Hardy yeah, film. Yeah, Tom Hardy and Joel Edgerton. Yeah. That was such a good film. Oh yeah. You know Gavin what? O'Connor for like I think it was it his first movie. I'm not too sure, but he did the accountant after this. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and which was it was it was pretty good. Like yeah. I, I didn't mind it. And you had Ben Affleck and Kenny Kendrick in that as well. Um, Anna Kendrick. This is the decade Anna of Kendrick. Kendrick. <laughs> the Kendrick. Yeah. The Kendricks. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Rory is yeah, very that, tight. Jolly yeah, Jeton. Great mood, like great fight scenes yep. as well. I mean, I mean, Jennifer Morrison from Hamish and Mother. Yeah. She's in it yeah. As well. Um, 
but sh- yeah, great fight scenes. You have a great um, scene with Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's going to be talking Nick Nolte's character. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that's that's a great scene. Nick Nolte's completely overlooked a lot of the time. It's such a shame. Yeah. So now for Overlooked. Overlooked. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, let's go to the Overlooked Hotel. Um, mm. Terrible joke. Yeah. My first one <laughs> is here. We've been all day. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. We've been together, we've been together all day, by yeah, the way. All <laughs> we can. Uh, the first Overlooked is a movie that if you haven't seen, I can't really recommend it because it's so intense. It's called Snowtown. Oh, yeah. Shit. So, Australian movie uh, about the bodies in the barrel murders that yeah. happened in Australia in yeah. the, I want to yeah. say, early 90s. Um, and it's... Like this director who Justin Kurzel who went off to make the Assassin's Creed yeah. of all things and he made like what? a really tough version of Macbeth and I think he just made the Ned Kelly gang movie that's coming out on um, streaming oh, service yeah. I don't want to oh, say yeah. advertisements here okay. um, but a uh, very strong director Snowtown is relentless in its brutality mm. there's a rape scene uh, and there's a good trigger warning but there's a rape yeah. scene that's yeah. done in one shot and it's so horrific mm. I, I remember just like absolutely broken down it was too much and it was a famous movie where Richard Rawkins went on Today's Show gave it zero stars and said it was the most repugnant piece of crap he's ever seen really it's incredible it's incredible because he gave it zero stars he gave it it no he didn't give it zero stars he didn't want to give it any stars because he called it not a movie what did he call it he just when it's not a movie this is disgusting it's filth which is a shame because it's really good your first ever look my first overlooked as well as a very um, dark film because um, it's entirely about depression. Oh, jeez. Um, I'm paying attention because I'm trying to get bugs off my computer. <laughs> um, what a weird title. That <laughs> 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 um, it's a, yeah, a film about depression. It's it's very, very... It's, it's long as well. It's a hard watch. Okay. Um, it's melancholia. <laughs> oh, Lars von Trier. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen this come a up in a lot of best of decades lists and I'm like, man... Um, but again, I, I think it's I think it's the most I think it's the most accurate portrayal of depression I've ever seen in a film. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. No, I I see that. I definitely think it's very strong. I Kirsten Dunst. And Kirsten Dunst is so good. Is Kirsten, Kirsten, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's Point spe- being, is she's great. When you go on IDB, it says like pronounced Kirsten. Okay. So I call her Kirsten. I'll trust you. Um, but you can call Kirsten. Yeah. <laughs> just not to her face. Yeah, what is that going to happen? Never. <laughs> You're never going to see her. Um. No. I'm pretty sure when she got her, because she got her like Walk of Fame star this year, Jesse Plemons, her husband, called her Kirsten. Are they so. married in real life? They are, yeah. Hagrid and they played Fargo, Fargo season two. Was, was that before? <laughs> uh, did they get married during Fargo or before? Yeah, they, got, they met on Fargo, I'm pretty sure. Fargo um, season two, man, all yeah, time. It was my if it was season. a TV yeah. decade, that would be it. No, yeah. Melancholia, good choice. Yeah. And Do you think like the ending lands? Very, the ending? Yeah. 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 Okay. I, like, I, I just love the whole film. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, Lars is very... Yeah. yeah, he's a Mr. Rector. Oh man, he's like, have you seen the house that Jack built? That was <laughs> absolutely talk about traumatic. Jack, there's that one scene where he decides to go up to the watchtower yes. and looking over potential kids and a wife, yeah. and oh my god, that is a that is a movie. Yeah, um, that's a scene. Fine. Yeah. So my other honourable no, no my overlooked yeah. is Young Adult by Jason Reitman. Oh yeah, Charlie's for Run, who comes yep. back to our own small town. Yep. To try to win back her high school crush, who does not want to see her, her. <laughs> and it is awkward. It is full on, and I just love a good anti-hero where we can't root for her. And Charlie Theron smashed it, loved it. Okay, and that mm. was the was that Diablo Cody? Yeah, Diablo Cody yeah. came back with Jason Roman after Juno. Yeah. That all three of them teamed up for Tully. 
Yes. Which was actually oh, really Charlie strong. Charlie was good too. Yeah, but Young Adult was the one that was like, oh wow, this movie's you can hate it really easily. You can. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I um, I gotta be honest, I haven't, I haven't watched it. Well, yeah, it's definitely worthy, but it's definitely a challenge. So your last one. Uh, my last one is um, again another film that I watched a few years ago. Um, most of these films we're going to talk about, I've like. You finally come around. I come around to watch it. after going to film school. Yeah, because I was finally I was doing a film degree at the beginning of 2010. So yeah, that yeah. shows my age, but also I'm very abreast of my time with this decade. Yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah, my last one holds Michael Shannon's best performance in my opinion. Um, take shelter. About to say if you can talk with Michael Shannon, yeah. oh. Yeah, man, bleak year, bleak oh, year. <laughs> that scene in the cafeteria when he's like, "There's a star coming," and no one gives a shit. It's, oh, it's just he just he just looks unhinged in that scene. Yeah. He just looks he just, and then he's like yelling at everyone because no one believes him no. that this this storm's coming. And then I had no idea, but, but Jessica Chastain's in that movie as well <laughs> as, as really? his wife. Yeah, yeah. That was before she got really big. So yes, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. So uh, oh, man. best movie, movie just, of the year. So good. Sounds like we both got the same one for this one, since we not mentioned it. So I'm gonna say it. It's uh, Nicholas Winding Refn's <laughs> Drive. Yeah. Uh, this actually cemented a love for like electronica for me. I wasn't electronica music person. Yeah. And Drive soundtrack was like, mm. it's Don't just one of the tightest soundtracks greatest use of visual to soundtrack because yeah, yeah. the one big complaint that I have about Drive is probably and also compliment is that it is very much a music video in many ways Okay, like there's a lot of scenes which are just said through music mm. and it's like I'd say there's five or six major plot beats that we're seeing with a silent protagonist listening to a song or non-diegetic music and yeah. glorious Ryan Gosling says so much but so little Carrie yeah, Mulligan exactly. again fantastic yeah. one of his best performances we and haven't seen much at all first time I saw Oscar Isaac and Oscar I hated Isaac, him yeah. so much yeah. and then I realised oh no he's that good yeah. he's that hateable he's that, he's that good Christina Hendricks as well yes beautiful yeah and Albert um, <laughs> uh, not Albert Brooks playing the villain yeah he was really good oh you got um, uh, Robin Pellman as well yep yeah. oh, and Brian Cranston before and Brian Cranston Brian as well I think yeah. it was at the peak of his Breaking Bad love great movie Baddest Not Man movie has no other plot part far from that it's fantastic yeah it's it's people it's swear by the book the book is batshit boring um, <laughs> there's a reason that it's my second favourite movie of all time it's, it's wow, it holds a favorite. very special place in my heart and it's, it's I don't know the the music, mm-hmm. uh, the, yeah, the cinematography. Um, I think it was Thomas Newton Siegel. I think is the cinematographer. Then you got the editing from Matt Newman. Yeah. Oh man. No. <laughs> I haven't getting, watched it in like two years, but I want to go back and watch it again. Oh my god, it's so good. Um, yeah, incredible. That's that's 2011. Wow, we wrapped that up. Good good stuff. So 2012, you start us off. All right. Um, now oh. I think this is where. Um, I feel like I'm Where actually doing gonna? a lot less than you, which is like a lot less connections with you, which is really nice. But I think this one might be a pretty simple year. Yeah. So, what's your honourable? My first honourable mention is, um, I mean, this is a film that was loved by a lot of people. Okay. Um, so it's it's going to be you know quite mainstream and, and but I'm just going to say because it it's just such a fucking damn good movie, Django Unchained. Ah, oh, this is a bit mention. fun. I hate yeah. Django Unchained. You hate it. Quentin Tarantino's worst okay. film. Oh, okay. Yeah, here we go. This is where we are. Uh, we've got a live studio audience member who's deciding to get really aggressive. Um, 
Uh, yeah, Django Unchained. What, what are you looking at? Uh, I think um, Acts 7 to 12, I think, are pretty boring. Uh, <laughs> I think it, it doesn't know where it's going. It doesn't know when to end. Right. That's okay. a big problem. I think the candy handshake lost me. Handshake? Where candy decides to handshake to... Uh, to um, oh, Bromhilda. Yeah, for Bromhilda. And yeah, yeah. Christoph Waltz refuses to give a handshake. Not really my scene. Okay. Great dialogue. Leonardo DiCaprio, incredible. Christoph Waltz, I thought, was a bit... I thought he floated for a bit. Look at me, just shitting on your movie. Tell us why you love the car, please. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, oh, man. It's just, it's just a lot. It's just, I don't know. It's just a lot of fun. It's just, it's just so much fun. And then you have... uh, even even Samuel L. Jackson manages as a very oh, small great. part yeah, 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 as a very great. small part manages to make such a substantial like stamp on the movie. Yeah. As a just a fucking cowardly old man and then you're like, Oh, Samuel L. Jackson wasn't that movie. Look, I'll straight up say, look, if Quentin Tarantino's worst movie is many directors' best movies. So like that's not meant to be taken as like a zero out of ten. It just yeah, it wasn't and yeah, it wasn't for me, but I love Samuel L. Jackson. I just said that. Leo and him had a great relationship. Look, I'm going to say that, that like a hundred people are going to say disagree with you about. I cannot wait for that. I, I love that there was so much build up of like, look, look, it's pretty obvious. And then Jack Roger, I hated it. What? That was a great build up to what was a very, very sad moment. No, that's why um, we do these things. My first honorable mention is the only time that I thought the Oscars got it right, which was Argo. Argo. Loved Argo. Okay, we. Wow, this is great. You two have just literally given up on me. No, no, no. The podcast has been unsubscribed. No one cares. I hear from a lot of people that Argo is the most boring fucking thing they've ever seen. I've never sweated more. But I've never... Oh, never sweated more? In terms of, like, anxiety? Yeah, because that's that last 25 minutes where Ben Affleck rings out every possible contrivance to make them halt their way on that plane. Um, I remember um, I turned to my mother who I saw it with and she was like shaking so hard that I just had to hold her and I was like, well, I'll never forget this moment. And I just thought that was an incredible cinema cinema experience. So it is probably boring for the first half, but that ending can't be beat. Okay. Yeah, no, I'd look, um, I'm going to be honest, I've only seen it maybe once because I just didn't like it the first time. Well, that's great. I could could watch it again and... and because there are sometimes where you do watch the film again and you can get well, a more appreciation for it. There are some movies that we'll get into the list later on where I do think the cinema makes it. Okay. Like being able to watch it at home, like not to get all minds Scorsese, but like sometimes you need to see a movie in the cinema. Oh, um, I, I, I fucking say cinema over anything. Yeah, well, it's not on my list. I don't know if it's on yours, So, but I will say that another movie that gave me such panic attack was like Captain Phillips. Captain and nothing Phillips. else got was close. Like 2015? I'm not sure, but it's on. A, I'm assuming that means it's not on either on our list. But no. Argo and Captain Phillips are the only time that I've almost fainted from anxiety. Where? In the cinema. Captain Phillips was to the point that Carl Gregory, my friend, actually pulled me aside and went, are you okay? Oh, okay, well. Yeah, so that's why I like that movie. But um, yeah, okay, that's fine. That's I cool. think Argo is boring in many ways, but that ending. Well, you might disagree with this one because t- I talked about... Here we um, go. Um... The 2012 the year that on, we hate each other. I mentioned on the, when we're doing the testing that I mentioned this film. I don't know, like, there's, I can't really give you a concrete reason why I want this here, okay. but it's so interesting. Uh, yeah, it's Paul Thomas Anderson's The Master. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I still don't know, <laughs> like, like, why, what yeah, do you like about it or why? Yeah, why I love it. Like, it's, yeah. but it's just so. 
I think it's just is it Phil Silver Hoffman? It's or a is, fever is it dream. Phoenix? Yeah, <laughs> it's a fever dream of a movie where it's, you have to absorb it. Yeah, it's. I mean, I watched it like um, I tried. I I watched a bit of it, and then like I had some people interrupt me and come over. So then it wasn't until like maybe like a month later, or maybe that you were able later, to watch it all. I watched it all in one thing, and it was just on a it robot to it China. It really just grabbed me. And Wacken Phoenix is. Yeah, again, I can see where they got the Joker from now. Yeah, watching that's, that scene where that's what I mean. Um, I love the Joker, but I, I was sitting there going, I've seen Joaquin do this before, and I think he's done it better. Yeah. But anyway, um, I think the master is an that exceptional That scene in the film. prison cell when he's like banging his head on the... Oh, man. Um, the scene where he gets uh, cornered by that guy who's like, isn't this a cult? And he's like mm. starting to get flustered. He's like, big fuck. And he's yeah. just so angry. Oh, yeah. He loses and, control. And so the good. scene with... Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, Lancaster Dodd, who's the yeah, rest of in the, peace. Of the, uh, yeah. uh, the cause, I think it's called. And then you got Freddie. I don't know what his last name is, but I yeah. think it's f- yeah, the Freddie. And they had that uh, the processing scene. Oh, uh, and it's table. just like questions and questions oh, and questions. Yeah. yeah, I watched it over with my uh, a friend of mine, and so tense. Couldn't even blink. Couldn't because they're not allowed to blink in that scene, but we couldn't even blink yeah, while no, watching it as well. PTA and our breath does. is so held. It's just oh, yeah, man. fantastic. Um, but yeah, enough about the master. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a great film, great movie. Um, I want to. Have I done my other honorable mention? No, I haven't. I've only done Tortago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Give um. Me a second. So my second one is uh, Looper. Oh yeah, Ryan Johnson. I really like Looper. Nice. Uh, I think everyone who knows Looper is good. Um, we can all debate Master Jedi and Knives Out to blue <laughs> in the face, but Looper <laughs> showed that this is a guy who knew what he was doing. I think it's very simple. Great time travel movie. Rules are clear. Jessica Lemon's great in the view too. Great movie. Yeah. I think. Bruce Willis. Uh, I'm not too hot on Bruce Willis, but But it turns into J G. <laughs> Emily movie. Blunt was in that movie too. I had no was idea until really? I watched it again. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I had no idea what Great she was role in by until Jeff Daniels. Fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's um no, it's a it's a really good it's a very good sci fi movie. I think. Yeah. Very I agree. good sci fi movie. Yeah. Um so all right. Let's get to the best. Oh overlooked? Do we do overlook? Did we oh, just no, no, overlook no. the overlooks? Oh, oh my <laughs> god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Amazing. Um, overlooked. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, I have three overlooked, and then I have like in bold here, I've got special mention. You need to talk about this movie. Okay, cool. No, I'll let you do two, and then if uh, neither of mine, okay. I'll throw in one, then you can do the other two. And I'll okay, do all right, right, right. So give me your first two. Yeah, my first two is um, compliance. Don't notice one. It's. Um, it's based on a true story. It's uh, got Dreamer Walker in it. I don't know if you kn- know the show Don't Trust the Bitch in Apartment 23. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh, Kristen Ritter. Yeah, yeah. Dreamer Walker is like the main character in that show. Wow. And um, I remember watching her in that show first and then watching Compliance. And what is Compliance? Well, Compliance, it's a, it's a true story about like this restaurant in America. Um, I don't know, obviously all of it verbatim. Yeah. Um, about this uh, young a woman who was working the restaurant, she was called by a person and said that, um, she, I think she called she called the boss and said, like, your employer is stealing from you. Oh. And over the phone, she pretty much got her boss to undress her co-worker and, got, like, got fully, like, she got fully naked and then she had, like, the, the fucking, the um, boss's husband yeah. came in as well and had to overlook her. So it, it was pretty much, like, Sexual coercion over the over the phone. I mean, it was it was almost like an it was like an assault, honestly. Oh, okay. Well, I'll look into that one. 
it's, sure. it's it's very tough to watch at times yeah. because it does get very heavy. Um, yeah, just heavy, just heavy in terms of tone and everything. But Dream Walker, I think, is really good. Great. Um, and Pahaley is really good in there. Cool. Well. You have a one? Because you want to do two in a row? Well, yeah, I'll do my two and then you can do your th- yeah, yeah. I'll do my last one. Uh, my other one is Safety Not Guaranteed. Uh, Ooh. It's a, it's a, it's this a is the year that we don't agree at all. <laughs> Safety Not Guaranteed. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So tell I us why. I don't know. I, I, I just like, um, and this is a theme where I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Give it a why. I share you. <laughs> I mean, it's got a good cast. I like Aubrey Plaza, um, Jake Johnson. Then you've got Mark Duplass as like the kind of, I don't know what to call him, like a hermit who yeah, lives yeah. away. And um, I like how uh, Aubrey Plaza's character relationship and Mark Duplass's character. and. Yeah how that time machine is built. I mean, you could argue with the logic all day about yeah, all that. Yeah, of course. Of course. But I've seen it many, many times. And it's a cute um, little film. It's just cute. a great independent film. Yeah, Yeah, I was surprised because I thought the concept was ten times better than the execution. But yeah. I still think it's fine. Yeah. Um, so, Chronicle. Okay, yeah. yeah. The su- found footage superhero film. On board, yeah. I board. thought it was... Very strong. I thought yeah. Max Landis was really strong. <laughs> I had a great time. If you haven't seen it, it's Blair Rich, but with superheroes. It's really worth your time. Um, do you have any more? Do you have another overlook, or did well, you I've only got have that two? Third overlook. Yeah, give us your third overlooked. Why not? My third overlooked is um, is weirdly enough one of my favorite Matthew McConaughey performances. Mud. Mud's great. Yeah. Mud is great. Yeah. Um, I think just it, it's a game with the hermits. <laughs> 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 I think it's just a movie that captures the um, the environment of it all as yeah. well. As the well. discovery of children and, you, and you, enjoying it. Feels yeah. like you feel like you're in the mud, as, um, like yeah. get, getting dirty with Alma Fumi Kone. And he just plays a, a great, um, he, does, he gives a great performance. He does indeed. My other overlooked um, has angered people when I used to do lists on Facebook and MySpace oh of my, my favorite God, movies. This is controversial. Perks of being a wallflower. Okay. I love it. Why, does, why is that angering people? It angers people because they're like, it's so stupid in the tunnel. How do they not know a David Bowie song? I'm like, that's your hung- hang up? That these three friends who finally discover yeah. their love and respect and can be honest with each other don't know a David Bowie song? Get the fuck out. Yeah. Um, beautiful okay. little movie. I thought it's the way they tell the LGBT issues, the way they tell um, self-harm issues, respectful, delicate, beautiful stuff. I loved it. Yeah. It's so yeah. much. Uh, I also really uh, complaint well. I've heard is that in 12 months, all this stuff happens, which I think is such an arrogant white <laughs> not white but arrogant like uh, privileged way to look at it I hate talking about privilege but when someone says well so much happened in 12 months that much bad stuff can't happen to someone I'm like fuck off of course mm. it could like anyway I love perks anyway let's talk favourite film um, I just want to mention quickly special oh, yeah. do a quick special mention I, um, I think it's one of the best this is one of the best foreign movies I've ever seen Oh, I need to mention a foreign movie because um, God forbid people <laughs> are Sleeping on foreign movies, yes. like, in my opinion, um, like Parasite, for example, from this yes. year. People, I Which mean, everyone is seeing it, but there's a lot of people that haven't don't want to watch it just because it's in foreign. Korean. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's have you? It's the Hunt. Have you seen the Hunt? Yes, I have. With um, Mads, Mads Mikkelsen. Mikkelsen. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. I just think it's a very hard to watch at times. As Who well. directed the Hunt? Again? Isn't that a big director now? Isn't yeah, someone he moved on? His latest one was Kursk, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't know. Else, I think it's Wittenberg or something. Yeah, but I'll forget. His, it's a it's a Danish name. The I'm Hunt's sure. fantastic. Um, but the Hunt is just very. It's very hard to watch. Times very heavy, and and it's something that could 
what scared me most was it's, it's something that could actually happen mm-hmm. in this world. Like mm-hmm. some, if someone's so wrongly accused by that, that and how how much it could damage their life. Yeah, yeah. I think the hunt just um, shows that in such a way that it's just again a very um, uh, just heavy. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm trying to find another word to describe, but it's just yeah. Yeah, and Mads Mikkelsen's really it's He's and so that, that ending as well. Man, Jesus. yeah, that's a great foreign film. That's a great pick. Um, my uh, we doing the best. Yeah, my favorite movie. Um, I don't know if this is the way we should do it if it gets brought up before, but it's The Master. I think The Master oh. is the best movie of 2012. <laughs> okay, I just didn't want to play it up. I, I think it's exceptional in every way, um, and for the reasons we said before. So, very good movie. Okay. But All I right. decided to play it dumb so I could do that twist. Oh wow! Very so very good. <laughs> when yeah. I mentioned it before, you were just yeah. I was like, okay. Oh, you don't know how it's gonna be? It's because I love it. Okay, 2013. Um, I'll start. I haven't off. done my best. Oh, well, didn't you just? Say, oh no, because you said a special mention. I sorry. Said the hunt. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah right. I'll, I'll quickly talk about my best. Yeah, sorry, my bad. Uh, my favorite movie of 2012 is End of Watch. Um, with Michael Pena and Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, Gyllenhaal's. was that all the way back in 2012? Yeah, yeah. Whoa. It's, okay. Um, Again, the Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. Oh my God, <laughs> Kendrick decade. Um, yeah, some great, so many great scenes in that movie. The conversation yeah. between Michael mm-hmm. Pena and Jake Gyllenhaal, like in the car and everything. Their banter just feels like they've been together for a long time. Yeah. And they're just the back and forth so good. You got the back and forth between Anna Kendrick and Jake Gyllenhaal as well, and then you, it just gets, it's it's gets. Like it, it's it's still interesting to watch, but then something happens during the third act where you're just like, oh yeah, really shit. really good place. <laughs> but I want to see that director do that exact same movie, but Dave with fairy Ayer. tales. So oh, let's yeah. do fairy tales of orcs and stuff, and then you have Bright on Netflix. Oh <laughs> he took his glasses off and everything. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I cannot believe that that is the man that went from doing End of Watch to doing fucking Suicide Squad. And to doing Bright. And then doing Bright. And that Bright is written by the guy who wrote Chronicle. So there's our linkage. Max Landis. Yeah. yeah. Who's now weirdly let's, let's on, on a certain uh, list. <laughs> I have a certain I have a certain respect for Max Landis, but uh, I'm fully aware that it is a controversial person at the moment. I like American Ultra. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. It's not a bad movie. I, me, him, and her. It's a great little movie oh, yeah, that he wrote and directed. Okay, twenty thirteen. Uh, starting off with uh, honorable mentions. Don't need to go too much on it, but I loved Before Midnight. Before Midnight, yeah, yeah. Before Midnight, great. Right. Is that your favorite of the trilogy? Or yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just because it felt like it was such a great wrap up. Wrap up, yeah. like because yeah. all the way through we wanted to be perfect. So it's a series of three films about this relationship, and you're just watching hour and a half long relationship movies. Beautiful stuff. That's all really needs to be said. Um, very good. Just I'll just put mine in there. Mine's before sunset. That's my favorite of the trilogy. Really? Yeah, I, I love the taxi ride. That's the first one, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. that's the second one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Sunrise is the first one. Sunset. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you got the end, where you don't like. Obviously, you know that um, Jesse's gonna stay. Yeah. Or um, but yeah, it's it's a great. That whole, that whole trilogy is just fantastic. Yeah, they're all worthy. I've I only recently just watched them again. So good. Yeah. Um, your uh, honorable mention? My first honorable mention is one that you like. People would put in their best, but it's it's the Wolf of Wall Street. That's, that's my first honorable mention. Um, there's not much need to be said about it. Great, Gabriel's no. great. It's Johnny funny, Hill's Martin Scorsese when he was sticking to three hours or less. Yeah. <laughs> 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 then the he made is, Silence and Irishman. Yeah. Well, the thing about the Wolf of Wall Street is it's so engaging for a three-hour movie. Yeah, yeah. I am never bored in that film. Leo is so good. And he got given the Oscar for the wrong movie. For the wrong movie, yeah, in my opinion. Very, very good. I've still, that still stays my, I, I still think he should have got the Oscar for that. Sure. Yeah. Um, my other honourable mention is The Bling Ring. 
Oh, uh, Sophia Coppola. Yeah. yeah uh, okay. Four, five friends. I think it's five friends, four girls and one guy. They start realizing they could rob famous people's houses really easily. Mm. And it's fantastic because it's in real life this actually happened and not once yeah, did any it, of yeah, them, yeah, yeah. not once do any of these five people, one played by Emma Watson, at no point do any of these people feel bad about for what they did. Yeah. And it's so funny to watch a movie where you're watching people waiting for that redemption arc and it never comes. Because Emma Watson is li- literally like, what are you going to do about it? Mm. And she's so weird. It's her best performance. And she's a sassy one. Yeah, she's very <laughs> sassy. There's a scene between her and her mother who's played by Leslie Mann. Uh, and yeah. as Leslie Mann is trying to talk on TV and Emma's like, Mom, shut that up. And I, like, I wanted to punch Emma so hard in the face. Great movie. But it's still a great film. Yeah. Fantastic. Um... Was that your second album? Yeah, yeah, that's or? my second honorable. My second one is um, one of the f- is from one of who I think is either the best or one of the best directors of our whole decade. Yeah, um, Denis Villeneuve. Oh, he's prisoners. I think he's probably is the best yeah. director of I've, the decade. I, I think he's definitely my favorite director of, the whole, of this like decade. Four films, wasn't it? Enemy, Prisoners. Yeah, um, Incendie was his. Um, f- I believe oh, yeah, yeah. his first feature was. Was Incendi. that this decade? Maybe. Uh, Incendi with 2010, I think. Yeah. Whoa, what a decade. Yeah, he is. Just in terms of output. Yeah. So, prison, we, we talk prisoners. Prisoners, yeah. yeah. Prisoners. Oh, man. You can't even realize the depressing films. What does that <laughs> say for us? <laughs> Very good. But, yeah, like uh, Jay Gyllenhaal again. Like, when are we stopping? I'm not another, stop talking about Jay Gyllenhaal. <laughs> another fantastic restrained performance from Paul Dano. <laughs> oh, yeah, but he was so good. Though. Oh, no, but Paul Dano is always over the top, and I yeah, love it. He's yeah, never bad. He was so good. And then you got the. Uh, I always forget her name who plays the mother. She was fantastic. Oh, yeah, who was that? Um, oh, we look like idiots. Okay, that's fine. We'll come back to her. Oh, yeah, we'll have to. But, she she's, but great. she's great. The, yeah. the one who plays the mother. I always forget that actress's name. But Not Vera um, Faminda, was it? No. No, 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 no. no. You're thinking Source Code. Jake Journal. Yeah, that's right. Yep, yeah. yep, I am too. Um, but, yeah, that's a great film. You haven't seen Prisoners. It's, really, it's yeah. a really good mystery. It's a very good mystery. And... Uh, yeah, you got two big performances: Jake Gyllenhaal, Hugh Jackman. Fuck it, I could e- I could even argue with Terrence Howard at times. He's really good too. Yeah, um, poor Terrence Howard. He's always been bummed ever since he left Iron Man. Uh, whatever. Yeah, Brody uh, from number one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, so overlooked. Overlooked. Uh, my first overlooked is a movie called Kings of Summer. Oh, um, yeah. By Stephen okay. Voigt Roberts, who uh, wrote and directed. Well, no, I don't know if he wrote it, but he definitely directed Gone Skull Island. And is it Jordan Boy Roberts? So oh, you're right. Jordan. I think, yeah, I think you might be right. Sorry, sorry. Not Robert, Jordan. Jordan Boy Roberts, yeah. yeah. And fantastic little movie about three friends who decide to get away from home and they go into the forest and they make their own little hideaway. Beautiful little film. Not much to be said. It's cute. I thought it was pretty adorable. Good time. Um, and yeah, uh, it's uh, just yeah. coming an age movie done through like if they were without parents and it's a great supporting cast of Megan Mullally M- Megan Mullally 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 yeah you talking about Nick Will and Grace and yeah Nick Offerman the two of them play they're in the movie together it's fantastic good little underrated gem yeah um, I'm, just, I'm stuck on that actress's name Prince of yeah I noticed so I was just talking I more about the movie her. so um, yeah uh, Melissa Leo um, okay. oh she's so good Anyway. Oscar winner, yeah. Your yeah, first Kings of Summer. Good yeah, so that was movie. it. I Remember haven't seen it. I actually haven't seen Kings oh, of Summer. Oh, well, wow. it's no. very cute. It's a very good little indie. Well, there you go. That's why it's so If indie. you like Safety Not Guaranteed, this is very much of that same wheelhouse. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, my first overlooked one is uh, Cheap Thrills with 
Pat Haley and Ethan Embry. You've also got Sarah Paxton, David Koechner. This is new to me. Um, it's a very interesting concept. Now, if it, so I'll, I'll tell you about it if it's new to yes, you. Yes, please. Um, it's about two guys, uh, Pat Haley and Ethan Embry. They've um, Pat Haley is uh, his wife. They're getting uh, evicted from their home. They're losing money. They got a child, and he meets Pat Haley. Goes to a bar one night. His character, Craig. I think his character's Craig. I think, mm-hmm. and he uh, meets up with. Well, he bumps into Ethan Embry's character, right. and they start drinking, and they get a little. You know, um, and the night goes on, and they start getting more friendlier and stuff like that. Talking about the old times, David Ketner comes over with Sarah Paxton, his his wife, and they start playing a bit of a truthful dare game with him. <gasps> Oh. And um, they end up playing it. Then they go back to their house, and then it just escalates from there. I can't tell you what happens. But oh, I got in. Okay, I'm gonna look that up. It's really, really. Um, it gets very intense at times. I think. I think David Koechner gives it gives a good dramatic performance as well. So this it's is the guy from Anchorman. Him. That's the guy. It's Champ Kind. Whammy. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I don't know if I don't like yeah. the idea of watching a serious like David Koechner film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Chickens of the cave. <laughs> oh my god! So my final um, overlooked movie—I'll be very surprised if you've seen or even heard of. Yeah. Tom at the farm. Who? Tom at the farm. Oh, um, Tom at the farm. So this director Xavier Dolan, who's um, oh yeah, yeah, I've heard of Xavier. Yeah, yeah. Film. So he was uh, actually in It Chapter Two as one of the young gay guys that gets killed at the beginning of that movie which is very bizarre considering all these films are LGBT related but basically this guy Tom his secret boyfriend because they had to date in secrecy the boyfriend dies and so he goes to his family's farm to like pay respects and he doesn't he thinks the family doesn't know Mm. and he gets there and it looks like his homophobic brother knew and so his homophobic brother kind of keeps him in the farm Going, like to kind of tease him a bit and it's just this real tense movie of like Jeez. does he know does he not know does he stay pay respects and what happens to this and it's this uh, it's just so tense and oh, yeah. Xavier wrote directed and stars as Tom in it and it's just this tense movie when you finally figure out if the brother knew or not it changes the entire movie for the second viewing fantastic oh, stuff definitely, definitely. yeah so yeah are we already on to uh, so you've done two yeah Okay, so my second one is kind of the same concepts, really. Yeah. But I wanted to talk about... Uh, I won't talk about too much, though, because it's pretty much the same concept. Yeah. But I want to talk about another Denis Villeneuve film, uh, Enemy. Enemy, ooh. Yeah, which is my probably my top three of his, I think. It's a movie I don't understand the ending. <laughs> I don't. I, I have a uh, understanding. Like, I, I, like <laughs> I have a... Oh, okay. Oh, what is it? Um, you think you have your theory? Yeah, I think I have yep. my theory sorted out of what yep. the ending means, what the, what the film means. Um, but yeah, it, it's a A24. It's one of my first A24 movies I've yeah. seen. Oh, and now I'm like in love wow. of A24 now. Yeah. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal again. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal again. Uh, Melanie Laurent as oh. well. She's in it. Um, she's really good. But Jake Gyllenhaal really is the star of the movie because he's playing t- t- double roles. And another person who plays double roles in another film is uh, Jesse Eisenberg in The mm. Double. Which oh. is second movie. Yes. Was that from this year as well? That was from this year as well. So you get the double so, on the doubles. Yeah, the double on the doubles. <laughs> Enemy and the double. So good. Very, and, um, very good. Yeah, yeah. both of the movies are really good. and They're, they're different in, in terms of tone in, as in well. In terms of what they're trying to get across and, and how, how the they do the doubling. Bit, yeah, yeah, how they do yeah. it. And and uh, I think double's more comedic at times as well. The enemy's yeah. more of a straight psychological drama. Totally. Um, but yeah, they're both really good films. I think you should check them out. Like if, if anyone hasn't seen those, I'd definitely sure. check them out. And I'll quickly chuck in another Overlooked film. Then we'll talk about our best. Yep. 
um, is uh, no, I don't think anyone's really seen this um, coherence. Have you seen coherence? I've never even heard of this one. Compliance, um, coherence. Well, they sound like fake movies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's about a group of friends that play this, um, I believe it's like they play some sort of game and during, like, when things are happening, when they're playing that game, uh, like, I think the lights go out and what happens is they find out they're in, like, an alternate universe. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, I, I don't know I anymore. Can't, I, can't, I can't say anything else. Yeah, I'm excited though. That's a good, that's a good elevator pitch. Yeah, it's a really good. I really like the poster for it too, for some reason. It's really, really okay. eye, eye-catching, the poster. So I'll let's talk about it best before that's we... So my favourite, I think, might be the same, hopefully. This is a cinematic experience. You have to go to a cinema to get the full extent of gravity. Gravity? Oh, what? Whoa. I don't like like the shock of that. (laughs) Gravity should be somewhere in your list. Oh, I agree for cinema experience, but I I wouldn't say it's... Gravity is the second movie I've seen the most in my... Our studio audience is going to be shifty eyes. This is incredible. Gravity is the second most movie I've seen in the cinema. I saw five times. Second most. Yeah. Five times. And the movie that is most seen is on this list later on. Yeah. But uh, okay. second, this is tied with Phantom Menace, but I was a child, so don't blame me. But Gravity, I think, is a fantastic experience yeah. across the board. Okay. Everyone knows that Sandra Bullock's lost in space. Sandra Bullock's just floating around. Yeah. So that's did all you, you need to do. Did you watch that in 3D? Or? I saw it in 3D. I saw it in 2D. I saw it in IMAX. I saw it in every possible oh, IMAX experience. Um, I even got to see it in the tiniest cinema I've ever been to, which is the Fox Studios screening room. Oh, wow. A friend of mine invited me to watch it in a small cinema that's only like 12 seats. And it, yeah, I just saw it in every possible way I could. Very good. Okay, what's your what's Mine's better than Gravity? Completely different film. The um, help. That I think explores, <laughs> I don't know, modern love in like the best way I've ever seen in, in a very long time. Um, her, Spike Jones. Yeah, you know what? That's a great choice. I'm not even going to judge. That's a... Stellar choice. Um, again, Joaquin Phoenix is back. Yeah, <laughs> um, even Scarlett oh. Johansson as a voice. Yeah. What I like about her is because Scarlett Johansson just plays a voice. She plays like just an AI. So but good. she gives it so much personality. And look, I don't know. A lot of people bag on Scarlett Johansson as an actress, but I, I think no. she's extremely talented when Ghost she's given World. the right stuff. When she gets Ghost World with one of her first real dramatic movies, she's incredible. Yeah, like uh, Jojo Rabbit. This yeah, year, recently. marriage story oh as well. Oh god, doubled up. Yeah. They, um, Taika Waititi considers her the um the actress of the decade, which I'm not against. I think it's very true. I think I think was it, was that some sort of like um like magazine? Or I'm pretty sure Taika just said. I don't know if that was Taika said. I I, 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 I remember seeing it on my Facebook feed that like yeah. someone said that she was the actress of the decade. Yeah, and, and a lot Tyka, of people disagreed yeah. with that. But like if you look at the film she's in. And box office as well she yeah, was the exactly. biggest, biggest actress of the decade whether you want to agree with it or not it's a fact and she's it's her fucking year this year I think as well. yeah, she's her and Florence Pugh those are the two oh yeah those are the two Scarlett had a great year and then Florence Pugh was like oh by the way I'm new I'm coming <laughs> for your crown and then they're both in Black Widow next year I know. Which is awesome, because how does Florence fit in these four massive movies? Anyway, let's, we'll get anyway, to Florence. Anyway, her is we'll a great film, Florence. beautifully touching. Um, it's also very funny at times. Um, it's it's just a beautiful movie. Yep, I, like, no, I love you know the cinematography. I, love her. I, love I think that's a fantastic I love the colour palette of it all. And, sp- and again, Working Phoenix is, re- is really, really good in the movie. Great to see him as a lovely character as well. Yeah. He was not, yeah. not like... Theodore Tomley. That's a His last name, name is, a, yeah, is a really odd uh, last name. Yeah, Fantastic. And I need more Spike Jones. He hasn't directed anything really since. It's very annoying. Yeah. And I'll just quickly mention another um, 
two other films that we won't really get into yeah, yep, depth, but sure, I want to sure. talk about um, a good film that I think people need to see. If you love Parasite, definitely check out Snowpiercer as well. Yes, yes. Um, that's another great Bong Joon-ho movie. And we talk about Scarlett Johansson, um, Jonathan Glazer's Under the Skin. What is Breath 2013? Yes. They are. I did a lot of research. <laughs> Snowpiercer was 2013? Yeah. Wow. My, this decade has flown away from me. Yeah. Um, I, I, both good movies. Oh, yeah. Not, Under the Skin is a very, very odd movie. Yeah, again, um, I really can't yeah. wait for Jonathan Glazer's new movie. I th- Which I think one is that one? Well, he hasn't really... Said um, anything about it. Said anything sorry. about it, but he has released a short film called The Fall, but we're in Australia, and apparently we can't access it um, you know, we'll, from we'll where we are. We'll find it. Yeah, we'll find it somewhere. somewhere. 2014. Um, yeah, 2014. Let's get to it. Let's get to... This is a really good year. This is a really good year. Um, <laughs> okay. We can, we can talk about... I love the fact that whenever you say it's really good, yeah, I'm like, oh, this was my struggle. This oh, is really? so. This is a struggle again. Oh man. Okay. Well, um, let's. That's. I think that makes it more interesting. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So um. More of a discussion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you go first with your honorable. Um, honorable mentions. I mean, this can be across the board. They can be kind of a mainstream picks, but I mean, these films are just in, are very incredible and e- extremely effective. Nightcrawler is my first honorable mention. Nightcrawler, yes. I don't have this on my list, but I totally get the hype. Another J. Jewel performance, one of his best. Yep. Um, don't win the lottery unless you buy a ticket. Exactly. And that ending, wow. So did not actually did not see that coming at all. Be- beautiful. And just stuff. how we, oh man, just how effective that. What you're left with, I guess. Um, yeah. What's yours? Gone Girl. Your first honorable mention, because see, Gone Girl is my second honorable mention. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Well, yeah, Gone Girl. Uh, fantastic movie of what you see at the beginning is not what you see at the end yeah. and everything that happens in between is just glorious again David Fincher knows David how to Fincher. shoot yeah, knows incredible. how to get actors to perform the best fantastic stuff across the board great mystery the less you know about it the better it is yeah. and yeah. just when you think it's over it starts up it's, again it starts up yeah, yeah. exactly incredibly um, yeah just I was left in I remember watching that in the cinema and I was just like I was like sinking in my seat and I was like <laughs> what did I just I was with a friend of mine I just looked at her I was like what was that so <laughs> good I was like what um, and in my opinion better than the book really yeah, I never read I the, book. the book I, I saw David Fincher I'm like we don't need this yeah but so I, I, f- I feel that um, Gillian Flynn did help a lot of the screenplay like, I think she yeah, still she did. screenplay she did um, it was too bad that her follow up Dark Places wasn't <laughs> fucking good <laughs> swing and a miss um uh, Anyway, so do you have anything else? Or do you, no, that, I still that's it for mentions. I'm going to stop adding shit. Well, I've got another honorable mention. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is great. Um, Ex Machina. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was actually going to go on the list, but I was like, oh, I, I don't know if I can Love have an honorable mention then. Bits of oh. the tear of the dance it. floor. It's funny because I thought this was a, tw- I think it was a 2014 movie in America and it took forever for it to come to Australia. 2015. Yeah, yeah. See, that's what I thought. But um, I believe it came out then, so I'm breaking my own rules. Beautiful film, Alex Fic- um, Alicia Vikander, star making turn. Mm. Oscar Isaac finally became mm. awesome to me. Great movie. Donald Gleason, he was good too. Oof, three of them, fantastic. So yeah, and Alex, um, Alex Garland, he, he Annihilation. That, that, is, that is one of the best sci-fi movies I've ever seen. And and then following up that with Annihilation, Both which great. is you know adapted, but still a, a fantastic movie. That was my third movie of last year. I'm pretty sure. I remember when Alex was asked how long into the future is this movie set, and yeah. he went ten minutes from now. <laughs> And I'm like, shut up, Alex, you beautiful <laughs> bastard. <laughs> okay, so, Overlooked. Uh, yeah, Overlooked, let's get to it. Um, see, I've got three Overlooked, Great. but I, I won't talk too much about 
one of them. Sure. Um, we can talk about it. Uh, so my first one is uh, Adam Wingard's The Guest. Oh, Dan Stevens. Yes, yes. Dan Stevens. Yeah. Be um, my guest. Be their guest. Yes. No, thank you. You can edit that joke out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Too bad we couldn't edit, the beast. We that was the joke. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can't edit real life. Anyway. Um, uh, what was I going to say? The, uh, yeah, Dan Stevens. He was fucking, he's scary in that movie. Yeah. He's he so is. He's, he's very, very scary. And Michael Monroe, she's really good too. Um, you have a really great score as well, um, kind of an 80s inspired score. It re- re- reminded me of Cliff Martinez's stuff as well, mm-hmm. um, little synth stuff. But I think it's a really good movie. And I think the less you know, the better going in. I For think sure. If you don't know much about it, you'll really enjoy it. And my mum watched it twice, and she doesn't watch anything. So. Wow, that's a pretty good sign. The guest <laughs> is fantastic. Um, my first one is an Australian film called The Babadook. Oh, Jennifer Kent. Yep, nice. fantastic movie. And you talked about before how yep. you saw a great for version of depression in a film. Oh, the yeah. The Babadook is mine. For depression or? For depression, yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, okay. um, it's just this woman who is dealing with the loss of her husband and this terrifying monster comes from a book and just will not stop hounding her mm. and her child. Fantastic stuff. Um, very scary for an Australian film so insular so small hmm. oh okay. yeah pretty effective yeah like I, ha- I haven't seen the Nightingale yet but ah uh, <laughs> don't <laughs> too much just don't I look it, I'm I turned like into um, Richard Wilkins it's not a film it's just filth um, <laughs> oh no it's good it's not actually filth it, like, but it's long and it's a torture it's, it's a lot torture. is it yeah. so much I've heard it's v- extremely heavy if to you watch. can get past the first 20 minutes the rest is not that bad but the first 20 minutes includes probably the worst most vile scene I've seen in the film in years oh wow okay yeah okay um well moving off away from that yeah <laughs> topic <laughs> um my second movie is um uh uh Safety Brothers movie guys who did Good Time and now they're bringing out Uncut Gems I don't think I know about this one um I think this is because I thought Good Time I've was only their seen first I saw this one a while ago but I don't know too much from it but I just I just remember thinking it was a good it was a, this is where I started to notice Southie Brothers um, it's, well, it's, it's Heaven Knows What that's what the movie's called Heaven Knows What yeah Heaven Knows What okay <laughs> um no, I remember this this movie putting the Southie Brothers on the map for me and then and then looking Who at the Good they? Time and no, um, what's it's one who's in it what's it about oh man I think it's, it's kind of an unknown cast um, oh, okay. So yeah, it's I can, really I can their get first it up film. For you. Oh, it's all good. I'm going to Google it myself because yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch every movie you told me that I don't know. Um, um, again, if you like, if if you like Good Time, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely going to watch Uncut Gems when it comes out. Yeah. But if you really like Good Time, I think you'll still like Heaven Knows What. I still think Good Time is the Salty Brothers' best movie so far. Right. But um, I think Heaven Knows What is still pretty effective as well and pretty pretty um, a, a very. South Rivers are really good at creating anxiety-induced experiences. Very much, <laughs> very much so. Uh, okay, I'll get um, through it. I'll sit through this. Heaven knows what. Heaven knows what. Yeah. Great yeah. title. And I'll, before we get to our best, I just want to mention this was the year of sequels as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, Twenty-two right, Jump yeah. Street. Yeah. The Raid Two, and How to Train Your Dragon Two. So many twos. I do yeah. have one more um, overlook before we get to favorite. Yeah, sure. Um, but it was a real weird year of sequels. But this movie is another Australian. I thought the Australians got overlooked and it was their best year. Right. Predestination. 
the Spirit Brothers. Yes. This Even is the movie York. that put them on the map. Have you ever seen it? Yeah. Are, are they from New Zealand? I thought they were Australian. Oh, okay. I might be wrong. If they're New Zealand, then I apologise to all New Zealanders. It's doesn't matter. Um, it's still a good movie. Yeah. Um, Mindfuck. This is the movie they <laughs> put up. This is to put them on the map. Yeah. Sarah Snook and Ethan Hawke. Yeah, Sarah Snook's great. You must watch it without knowing anymore. Yeah, but it's a time not, travel yeah. movie with a yeah. twist. With a twist? Yeah. Twist? Okay, so faves. Um, okay, this is the best. This is, we're getting to the best. Yeah, now. this is the best. You ready? Because oh. I know you. Ha- I know we're going to argue on this one. We're going to argue. We're tef- y- y- definitely you don't think we're going to have the same? I do not think we're going to have the same. Well, my best of 2014 is Whiplash. And I love Whiplash. I love Whiplash, but it, no, it's not on my list. It's not on your list. Not it's at all. Very not even honorable no, mentions. It's a very good film. It would be the third or fourth honorable mention. Like it is, it is very very good. Oh, okay. Every everything. It's the first movie I've watched, and then immediately walked out to my friends and family and went, "We're watching this right now." I watched hmm. it twice in one night. Okay. Fantastic movie. I don't know why I didn't put it on my list, but it's not my number one. Tell us why it's your number one. Um. Again. Um. I think it's. Uh, J.K. Simmons gives one of the best supporting performances I've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. And he's just very... Uh, he's just very... S- I, th- I understood what, what m- all the characters wanted. That's that's what I'm... Like, um, like you have J.K. Simmons teaching Miles Teller about like um, like jazz drumming and really, really, really harsh on him. But at the same time, I, I understood why he was being so harsh mm-hmm. on him. And I wasn't just on... I didn't pick sides. I was like kind of on both sides. Of the, of the, it's like... It's like what happened with Marriage Story this this yeah. year, where you didn't pick a side. I, you I was couldn't on both pick a side. Yeah. yeah, and then again, it's another look at. Um, whereas um, Black Swan was a look at uh, um, obsession, this is a look for me at ambition. Yeah, and how much you would take to get to ambition. And that's what I think Jamie Chazelle has a, a through line with his movies about ambition and and. Um, Finally, getting to a place you want to be at. I yeah, think that's exactly. good. I never thought about that with First Man, but that does thread the three of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my favorite and great a great final shot one of the best final shots of his oh yeah yeah just a hand up it's so good yeah look more I think about the more I'm probably overlooked whiplash myself but it is would be on my list remember it was like my fifth favorite that year or something um but uh my number one boyhood okay uh the movie shot over (laughs) 17 years but I think it's beyond its gimmick I think it is a beautiful snapshot I love snapshot films where we don't need to know everything that happened between scenes in this movie I yeah. felt it. It was beautiful. I don't know. Doesn't need to be said. Anything. Ne- like yeah. doesn't, nothing. I'm going to retract said. my really snarky okay, and we're not because we're not here to argue. We're here to talk about. No, no, no. no <laughs> I, I look. I, I was the guy who was like, "What?" No, look, Boyhood. I, I know it's a hit and miss film for a lot. Mm. For me, it's a uh, just a transcendent movie about a young boy growing up and the tra- troubles that that comes with. And I don't think anyone, obviously, Linklater has shown. Um, normality as well on film that he has like he shows such normal people anyway I'm surprised okay. Boyhood's not on your list but to be fair Whiplash definitely definitely should have been on mine yeah I, I just think that these films just outshined Boyhood yeah. in my opinion yeah for sure for sure um, I just want to I, I forgot something I might have overlooked one I'll just quickly mention it you've overlooked it overlooked again <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't be overlooked though because it's the same as um, as The Hunt yeah. another great foreign movie and they're remaking it next year with Will Ferrell and Julie, Julie Louis Dreyfus Force, Force Majeure, Majeure yeah <laughs> so good it's a oh man what a film oh man that's 
That's awkward. That movie is awkward. <laughs> and I'm really interested to see how much more of a comedy that they make they make it with these comedy titans next year. But exactly, like, are they going to make it like a more of a comedy? I feel like it is. Whereas the happen. the film was more of a like, it starts off a bit comedic and then it goes very dramatic. Like, yeah. yeah, I'll be interested to see if um, uh, Nat something and. Oh, Julia Louis Dreyfus and Will Ferrell. No, the writers. That's the oh, yeah. the writers of the Descendants of Adults and the Pain. Oh, Nat okay, Faxon okay. or Fixon. I'm so sorry, I'm butchering names. Uh, and um, the guy know. from our community, um, Jim Rash. The Dean. Yeah, Jim Rash. Thank you. That'll do. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's a really I good overlook. <laughs> so we're on 2016. No, 2015. We're halfway. Yeah, we're halfway. We're nearly there. How if you are listening to uh, on the clock, oh, only one hour. Right. Yeah, well, this could be a two-parter. We'll call it eighty yeah. uh, episode eighty A and episode eighty B. Depends 80B. on how I edit it. Yeah, true. Um, I don't have any of my lists. If you are now hearing me for the first time, I'm Jay. I've been cut out for my lack of whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was my turn to go first. Your turn. You can go first. Yeah. Okay. This is twenty fifteen. Yeah, twenty fifteen. So twenty fifteen. This list is a weird list, and it's only because like. There's some classics here, but there's only one movie that really matters to me, but we'll go through them. Um, <laughs> my first movie that I think is an honorable mention is Steve Jobs. Oh, it's Steve Jobs, yeah. Three-act structure of like three different product launches. Michael Fassbender is playing Steve Jobs. I think it's a very Shakespearean take on a famous person. Because mm-hmm. Shakespeare wasn't truly the facts about Henry IV. He played fast and loose. Dan, um, Dan Harmon, sorry. Uh, Aaron Sorkin plays fast and loose with... Steve Jobs' history. My favorite quote that someone said was someone who wrote was in the movie, like in real life, mm. went up to Aaron Sorkin at the end of the movie and went, um, "None of that was true, but it all happened." Which yeah. I thought was so good. It was basically saying all these condensed moments happened over a span of years. Yeah. So I just thought that was a very interesting quote, and I think it's a very strong movie. And even uh, Seth Rogen as well. Yeah. Gives a Steve really right good now. dramatic performance. Uh, was that a Seth Rogen impression I attempted? And it didn't sound <laughs> did anything like it. Do it again? No, I don't. I went, I'm like, what is that? I was an Eric Cartman impression of anything. I got a friend that, um, that at film school that he watched Steve Jobs 11 times in one week. <laughs> I watched it three times in one week last year because I didn't like it when I first saw it at the cinema. And so three years later, a friend of mine was like, you have to watch it again. I watched it three times in one week. Oh I was God. like, oh, now I get it. He just, yeah. I, I, I just think he, he'd come in every day and he was just saying like, oh, I'm just obsessed with it. I'm just I fucking love that's it. A, that's an obsession. Yeah. 11 times one week. It, that's a bit much. It's a lot. I don't think I've ever watched a movie more. It's like he like went yeah. to, had breakfast with it and then fucking went Open to Open and closed the day with Steve Jobs. With Steve God, Jobs. Okay. So your first honorable? Uh, my first honorable mention is... Um, my favorite Disney Pixar film, Inside Out. That movie so good is a punch in the emotional dick. <laughs> it's gorgeous. <laughs> it's oh man. This is the first time I put six movies down for a year because I assumed we would match up with Inside Out. Yeah. So yeah. that's cool. I'm gonna let you have this moment because it is beautiful. But people have seen Inside Out. I'm hopefully. Oh, if you haven't seen it. Oh man, I think it's a, it's yeah. extremely creative what it, what it does, and it pays a lot of attention to all the all the details. You had a great voice cast, beautifully animated. It's very fucking sad at times. So as well. sad. <laughs> um, um, yeah, Inside Out. Definitely. I've only ever seen it once. 
I cannot bring oh, myself I cannot it stress enough that you watch it again. I look, I loved it, and I think it's one of the best movies of the year. That's why I was on my list. Yeah. It's just I every time I go, I want to watch Inside Out again. I'm like, nah, I don't think I can do it to myself because I cried three times heavily in that movie when I first saw it. What's funny is that my two housemates at the time, one name names, they came back from and went, wasn't that the most boring piece of crap? And I was like, nah. What? Yeah, they thought Inside Out was terribly, terribly boring. Boring. And I was like, I don't know. Uh, look, people can have opinions, people? but um. Shut up. Um, my second re- um, honorable mention is Straight Outta Compton. Straight Outta Compton? All Straight right. Outta Compton. I got dragged to this. I was not keen to see this at all. Absolutely fantastic. Yep. All three of the main cast who are playing NWA, um, which is a famous uh, rap group, rap troupe. I'm so white right now. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's a fantastic biopic. And uh, it it's told so well and I think it it could even be overlooked but it's so good it's my honourable mention oh okay yeah. who, who directed Soto Company was that uh, F. Gary Gray was yeah, it? yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but did you ever see it I did see it yeah you didn't I, 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 I liked it but uh, I, th- I thought it was a bit too of the formula yeah it was very much of the formula I agree yeah. with you there and Paul Giamatti played white guy who saves people and I thought that was a bit <laughs> frustrating but it's still very good <laughs> anyway um, did you do your first on a mention? Was that your first one? Or that was second my one? second. Okay. Uh, my second movie on a mention is um, how do you how do you make the two thousand eight uh, fucking what was it the housing crisis so enjoyable and ah. entertaining? You make the big short. You make the big short. Yeah. Um, wow. Hot take. A topic that I did not even know anything about. Couldn't even understand, but then after watching The Big Short, understanding everything about it, and, yeah. wa- and, and wanting to know more about it as well. I had an experience of watching it with four friends at the same time. We watched it on New Year's Eve, two hours before New Year's Eve. All four of us watched it. At the end, three of them went, that was the most confusing movie I'd ever seen, and I looked at them and went, get off your phones. I don't understand what happened then. If you can't understand it after watching yeah. it, it's so clear, it's so easy. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's not... Um, uh, I can't find the word for it, but it's not um, obnoxious the way he like puts chucks in celebrities to explain things to you. Right? Yeah, I, I, like, I think he does that in a really entertaining and and creative very way. Very so. Yeah, very very funny. It's not overused either. It's, it's only for the certain terms that you probably don't even know about. Yeah, um, like subprime mortgages and stuff like that. So, um, <laughs> digression. Is it better than Vice or worse than Vice? No, better than way better than Vice. Yeah, I think Vice is way better. You think Vice is I better love than Big Short? Vice. Oh my god! Oh my we goodness! Can have a conversation I, after this, I, I always, <laughs> I always love when you're like, we're not going to judge each other. Then I hear the little sly of, oh my goodness, yeah. this poor man. Sometimes it just, it just slips out. I love that we're not actually one on oneing on this. Like we are all on different pages for this. It's great. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, it's good to have this. So Overlooked, Australian yeah, movie okay. again. I seem to love the okay, Australian yeah. movies. Twenty, yeah, twenty fifteen. Yep. The daughter. Never heard of it. Okay, well this is such a sad thing. So, premiered at Sydney Film Festival because on the sly, I go to Sydney Film Festival. I got to see a lot of these movies. Yep. I got to see the, um, the world premiere of The Daughter, which is this fantastic little film based on um, an old, the writer of Uncle Vanya, very old play. I want to say Anton or something, but I'm completely butchering it. But um, it's a, a beautiful story about um, family and about loss and Jeffrey Rush is in it and mm. I went to the Australian premiere of all these famous actors. And maybe this part of the story is why oh, I, I love it the, so I much. Know this part, yeah. But yeah, my friends decided to run off to catch a train early. I decided to walk and I didn't want to go home anytime soon. And then I had uh, like a great 
conversation and great little pints with uh, Jeffrey Rush and it was a great night because I loved the movie but um, and it stayed in my head it's a fantastic little Aussie movie I don't know if you can find it anywhere because like but it, not even on like streaming services I don't know because like this Stan. never properly came out I hope it's on stand but like no one ever saw it no one ever talked about it and it's such a shame it is the definition of overlooked oh okay I'll, di- I'll check it out I'll definitely yeah. check it out <coughs> I'm gonna make a note of like all the movies that I haven't if seen if only we have like some record of this conversation oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah oh no what if I delete it <laughs> oh god how bad was my picks no um Okay, so my first overlooked one is um, uh, well, I've got, I've got again, I've got three again. I love, I love the rules that you have made for me. Have we both cheated? I definitely cheated because I didn't want to do inside out, but this is the only time. Yeah. Have you got another third honorable mention or? Yeah, I do. Oh, a third, a third overlooked one. Yeah, no, I've got a second overlooked one. Okay, right. Yeah, I'm good. Um, okay, so the first overlooked one, uh, I won't too talk too much about it, but uh, the Stanford Prison Experiment. Yeah, I only watched this one like six months ago. It is tense, very tense. Ezra and Miller, it's based on true research as well. Yeah, which was um, the book. I think the book was called the Lucifer Effect. Basically, if you give people a position of power, they're more likely to be aggressive. Yeah, yeah. If more you tell, to, yeah, um, if, abuse if the, it. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's been true for entire millennia. Yeah. Okay. And I think the film, like even. Um, Oh, who's the one that's like in really in charge? Is it Logan Miller? That's like mm, I think he gets no, to be one of the guards. Yeah, yeah, no, you got Ezra Miller as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you've got um, Billy Crudup who oh. plays Philip Zimbardo. He's re- he's really good too. Yeah, Evan Peters wasn't he one of the leaders? No, was he? No, no. I think ah, uh, I'm talking think about another movie. I've just blanked in my oh, head. Okay. Yeah, I'll bring that up later. Point is, Stanford's Prison Experiment. Yeah, Stanford Prison Experiment is a uh, yeah. It's it's. A, I don't think many people have seen it. And no. if you want to look at a, a movie that takes a look at authoritative power and people that abuse that and how quickly that can happen. Mm, yeah. Very, very good. Great great pick there. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I just realised that that's a really good, solid pick. Um, you said you had an, another two or something. Did you want to throw one more while? Yeah, I'll just quickly chuck in um, before I talk about this next one because the next one I am actually want to yeah, talk okay, about. Cool. So just I'll just right quickly on. chuck in this comedy movie called The Overnight with... Um, uh, Taylor Schilling, Adam Scott, Jason Schwartzman. The Overnight. Okay, we'll look into it. Um, it's a very, very odd film. It's about a couple that um, meets another couple. Uh, they move into a new town. They meet another couple. They get over, they get invited over one night. Their kids, they got a kid each, I think, and they their kids go to sleep. And then um, the the that uh, Adam Scott and Taylor Schilling they want to go back home because they don't feel like comfortable anymore. But what happens is Jason Schwartzman, his wife, I forget who the actress's name for, um, for that character is, but they keep them there, um, not by like trapping them there, but they ask them to stay for a little while. And I'll just say uh, things escalate. Oh, wow. <laughs> things get real weird. Okay, so I was just, as you were describing that, I thought I'd seen that movie, but it's a different movie. Two years ago, the one I love, same concept, but it's about two couples that are in neighboring holiday apartments mm-hmm. and they end up swapping partners. And it's like, no, oh, I think, no, no, sorry, completely wrong. They, a partner that come to live in this little house for a holiday house, and there's another holiday house with the exact same people. Oh They're yeah. like clones of them, but not really clones. Okay. And they swap in Swift, and it, it's fine. But um, the way you describe that movie, very much like the one I love, which is from 2014, it's also a very good film. Does that so go more of a dramatic round? Or? It goes in the very, I don't think it landed at all routes. <laughs> but my friend swears <laughs> by the movie and thinks it's one of the best things of all time. 
And I'm like, sure. Oh, okay. And I'll bring it up. It's overlooked to him. He thinks he's, to this day, he thinks it's the most overlooked movie of all time. Anyway, he's wrong. Yeah, um, well, also The Overnight. It, it yeah. has fun with its themes, and it's, it's, I'd say it's yeah. more comedic. My overlooked movie is one of my favourite comedies, which I watch at least once every six months. Vacation. Is that the... Ed Helms. The, the remake? Yeah. Absolutely oh, overlooked. right. This is the biggest shock, of, I think, of the have you whole seen podcast. It? I have, yeah. I've, I saw it at the cinema, and I've never laughed harder at a movie. The directors of Game Night yep. made the remake of Vacation. Yep. Gag after gag after gag. I went. Out, I was staying at my friend's house for a couple of months, and me and my two girlfriends, they watched it. All three of us lost our shit. Next night, a friend came over, and all three of us went, you want to watch Vacation with us? So everyone has like guilty movies that, are, that for some reason clicks for them. Vacation's mine. I've watched it probably a hundred times. Never stopped laughing. Okay. Chris Hemsworth, absolutely hysterical. Oh, yeah. As an American Texan (laughs) gigantic dick man. Uh, If you haven't watched Vacation, really give it a try. It was absolutely slaughtered by the critics and there was no reason for it. Oh, yeah. It was destroyed, I think. It was just so funny. I I will say I did get a, a very strong, genuine laugh out of the bit where... They turn around in their seats in the car. Yeah, the whole car is at this <laughs> game. My favorite thing, we quote this all the time, me and my, all my always, friends. That was funny. It's I like, it's like hey, can, can, will the uncle let me ride the horse? It's like, yeah, of course. Goes, will uncle let me use a shotgun? No, you can't use a shotgun. Damn, I was going to shoot you off that fucking horse. <laughs> and like, we always say that all the time. It's very funny. Anyway, that's why it's overlooked. Um, last overlooked? Yeah. Uh, so this is my last overlooked uh, before we get to the best. Uh, it's a film that Again, this is a film that you don't, you should not know much about. You should probably just know like the it's initial good. premise, um, and don't don't know anything about it, and then watch it. Uh, the invitation. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. What's the invitation? Uh, so it's about this group of friends that get, invi- get invited to a dinner. Oh, yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything else. You That's cannot say any more than that. You need to know. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe I went blank. And I love that like, you don't know, know anything about it. You can't know anything about it. You say the title. I'm like, what's that one about? I love that. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Um, but people like, excuse it because they think it's a very slow film and nothing really happens. And it could be one of those films where nothing really happens. But you just wait till it just Until it plays its hand. Yeah. Favorite movie of all time. I'm going to say mine because I really feel like this is the time that me and you are going to disagree. I'm just going to say favourite movie of all time. <laughs> so that's how good this movie is. This is actually my favourite movie of all time. Alright. Actually, not my favourite movie. It's favourite movie of the decade. I'm throwing it out there. Yep. Max Fury Road. Yep. I knew this was coming. It's it's the movie I've seen the most in the cinema. Yep. I love how many it every, times? Seven. Seven? Uh, basically, true fact, after I saw it like the fourth time, I said, okay, maybe I might be seeing it too much because Mad Max wasn't beloved. It's an R-rated movie, so it wasn't at the cinema for long. And yeah. I saw it four times in three weeks. I went, maybe I'm pushing it. And I had a friend come over and she goes, aren't you posting how much you love Mad Max all the time? I'm like, have you not seen it? She goes, no. I'm like, we have time. And we ran down to the cinema and we watched it again. I don't know why. Um, it's, again, one of these weird movies where my entire family loves it. So we can put it on TV. If it's on TV, we all just watch it best chase in general beautiful look at action where the director wants us to see it yep. action so clean it's so bright none of this dark night bullshit so you can't see shit yeah it's yep. such a movie that it cares about you enjoying the action it wants to impress I don't know. and the stunts i will say the stunts are very impressive uh george miller's a genius yeah anyway. i mean did it win the stunts for oscar that year it did didn't it oscars don't have an award for stunts 
Oh, what am I thinking? I'm thinking of um the uh, the um the actors guild or whatever they have a stunt awards. I'm pretty sure they. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of that. Yeah, but um, but the SAGs. Yeah, and everyone kind of got mad and got up for best picture and got all these noms, and I was like, no, it won. Didn't it, it was the most awarded film that night? At the, at the Oscars. Oscars. Yeah, Mad Max Yeah. It won six at the end of the day. Yeah. Anyway, one of my favorite movies of all time. Will forever love it. Anyway, Excellent. your one, which I'm guessing is not Mad Max. No, it's not Mad Max. It's Tell Sicario. Me Ooh. Yeah, Evil and you again. Welcome back. <laughs> God, that even made Sicario in between all of this greatness. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he has to be He's this. Yeah. Again, another film where everything works again. You have great tension. I mean, the the highway scene so with um, Benicio del Toro and Emily Blunt. Uh, you've also got great side characters. Josh Brolin is a f- hilarious as his. Um, I think he's like a. Con- is he like a contractor or something? I'm not too sure what, yeah, he, yeah. what he plays, but he just. Uh, it's just. I think he's just whole thing of not wearing sandals mm-hmm. <laughs> for some reason it was just like a really good character choice the real star of that movie is roger deakins roger deakins cinematography yeah yeah man it's anything he wants to shoot i'm there oh yeah you're watching 1917 <laughs> as soon as i can yeah. next year my god i hate that oh man two, two beautiful beautiful roger deakins doing a one-shot movie i'm in oh uh, yeah yeah, I'm seeing if he actually, um, well, I've heard he actually does pull it off based on certain reviews. But well, I'm very excited. But I know I'm it's really up for Best Picture, so, well, for the Golden Globes. It'll probably be, look, let's be honest, it'll probably get a Best Picture nod. Just in terms of sheer ambition. A lot of people hate that there's no female director for Best Director this year. As someone who's seen Little Women. In terms of Golden Globes? Yeah, yeah. The, the five directors. I'm like, it's up against pretty heavy hitters. Hmm. Like, it's one shot movie versus like a historical piece of Hollywood. Like, there's great picks. I've seen Little Women. There's n- it's a great movie, but it is not a direction movie. Don't know where we're going off that tangent because of 1917, but just wanted to throw it out there. It doesn't have to be a gender thing. It could just be a quality thing. Who knew? Um, but yeah, back to Sicario. Please edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just so everyone knows, uh, Jay Wood hates Little Women and <laughs> hates Greta Gerwig. Having heard Jay Wood hates Little Women is actually okay for me because that sounds a lot worse if it said I loved Little Women. <laughs> um, I haven't seen Little Women, so I can't talk anything yeah. about it. So Very good. I can't really give any points kind of from, from my yeah. perspective because I didn't go to the ladies' night. Well, I wanted to get some drinks with a friend and go to the chicks to flicks. Um, our studio audience again gave me a death <laughs> stare you're not giving that to Carl at any point I'm very nervous about this podcast going out okay so uh, he has are He's we up to the next few. year we're only three <laughs> more years left uh, yeah we're really there but yeah just want to say reiterate again Sicario fantastic yes. great sequel as well I think it was a sequel not on par of it but just below I think it explores uh, like um not the same themes, but other themes. But in it does it in a, again in a very complex way. Mm-hmm. And um, but I, obviously, I think the first one is much better. But the absolutely, look, I'm great not going to say. I think Alejandro as a character is a very um, I- uh, compelling character, and Benicio del Toro plays him in such a great. So um, good. Yeah, great beautiful. choice. 2016. Yep. We uh, okay. I, think I don't have any. I didn't cheat here. I've got no like. This is the year that Special I cheated. This is my favourite year of the whole lot. Okay. Isn't this great? This is not two people just agreeing with each other. This is great. You can start us off. Well, oh. we, could, we, we could have some here. You never know. We you could have know. some. Um, 
you want to start off with? Uh, when you, when you, did, did I start 2015? Well, I, I, you got the last movie, so I assume we might have swapped and changed. No, it had you, you start off with 2016, because I think I said Inside Out first. Oh, yeah, you did sure. too. Okay. Um, first honorable mention, I absolutely love a movie called Sing Street. Ah, oh, Sing Street, hell yeah. Fantastic um, um, musical comedy set in the 80s. Yeah, definitely. Um, by, I want to say John Carney. John I, Carney, yeah. Am I right? Yep. What a memory. Um, fantastic. Little kids movie. Not little kids, but it's teenage kids trying to form a band so we can impress a girl. Yep. The oldest had the, the oldest story in the book, but it is such a well-told one. Great musical. If you like great songs, do it. Yeah, yeah. And I think he like perfected, because his kind of trilogy was like one, it was like... Uh, once? Was it once? Yeah. Yeah. Once or one day. Well, probably it was once, I think. Yeah. And then it was Begin Again, and then it Is was... Is that a musical? No, I wouldn't say they were musicals, but like they were films about music. Okay, because I've never seen Begin Again, so... And then, um, I, but I think he like perfected, I think, yep. Sing Street. Sing Street really it's, a, it's a great soundtrack as well. I listen to it constantly. It's so, so good. Drive it like you stole it. Drive it like you stole it. So good. Um, my first one to mention is um, another foreign movie. There's a f- couple of foreign movies here. Okay. I want to talk about. Hated Hollywood this year. <laughs> Sorry? Hated Hollywood this year, that's fine. Hated Hollywood. Oh, you mean like a foreign in general for the lists? Or is it this year just foreign films? No, there's there's a couple of foreign films on this list. Like oh, okay. honorable mentions overlooked. Oh nice. Okay, great. So what is our first foreign film of twenty sixteen? Um The Handmaiden. Uh Park Chan Walks the Handmaiden. Uh he made Stoker as well, as well as um uh, I always get him mixed up with did he make Old Boy? Um, feels like that. Yes, he did. Yeah, he made all okay. I get him mixed up with some some other some director. So, what do you love about Handmaiden? I just think it's a, a uh, I can't find, I can't remember the word. I think it's just a, a beautifully crafted film. It, it's it's very I don't know. It feels dangerous because you're playing with like a love triangle kind mm-hmm. of thing. It's a like I don't want to say this is my favorite sex scene, but it has a beautiful sex scene between our two leads. And uh, although I think my favourite sex scene would be the scene, and we're talking leads of females, would be Blue as Warm as Colour. Oh, okay. With, uh, an eight-minute-long lesbian sex scene, but not just for um, titillation. It's yeah, yeah, that's, that's the right yeah. word I was looking for. Um, See, I felt I felt the hair made enough for was titillation. Okay. And I think the film's good. Um, yeah. But I did feel it was titillation. I was just astounded by the hair made, and I was just yeah. It's a powerful film. It's a powerful. It's, film. it's also just. It's beautifully shot as well. Mm-hmm. Beautifully shot. Um, okay, so my other honourable mention, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh, okay. Nice. Love this movie. Yeah, it's love a the movie too. small, insular movie. Yeah. You make a 90-minute movie about essentially three people and you make it disengaging. That I think Dan Trachtenberg deserved more love. He made a pretty bad Black Mirror episode, meant to direct Uncharted. Hasn't done anything since 10 Cloverfield Lane. What was the Black Mirror episode that you made? He made the test drive, which is the one with the oh. VR headset. That is not the very good. Oh, the one with um, Wyatt Russell. Wyatt Russell. Wyatt yeah. Russell. Yeah. Not best episode, which is a shame. But Ten Cloverfield Lane smacked him onto the map for me, and I loved it. Yes. Has he made anything else after Ten Cloverfield? That's what I mean. He's only did a Black Mirror episode. He, hasn't. he was meant to do Uncharted. He got the Uncharted. Oh yeah, movie. he was meant to do. And then he got chopped off. On. Yeah. Oh okay. Right. Um, I think they say it's because he disagreed with the rest of the casting. Oh, and okay. he wanted to make it a little bit more fun, but yeah. they want to make a safe product to sell to the masses. Yeah, Ten Cloverfield Lane, like at that that scene with the um, 
the barrel and the gun? Is, is that the right set I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know what, exactly what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a great scene of tension. So much tension. Oh, my God. L- relieved attention. Um, I look at Elizabeth Winstead as well. Mm-hmm. Gives a great performance. John Gallagher Jr. I bought them as, like, siblings. Or, are, like, non... Are they siblings? I'm not too sure. Or are they just trapped in there together? No, no, they're not siblings. They're trapped in there together. Yeah, they're trapped in there together. Because uh, she was brought in well, by the a car they're crash. They're so yeah. effective. Yeah. That they kind of feel and like And it never siblings. turns into, like, a romance either. That's no, what's so I like, I like that. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my other honourable mention. What I, and what, else I lo- what I like about that movie as well, um, uh, John Goodman's Howard. Yeah, John Goodman is so good. He doesn't so feel good. like a villain. He feels like he's doing something He's misunderstood completely. Yeah, he's misunderstood. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Anyway. Um, yeah, all this Oscar buzz for nine months and then nothing. And I was like, so pissed for John Goodman. He deserves it. Anyway. Okay, so that was your first honorable mention? Second. What was your first one? Sing Street. Sing Street. Okay. My second honorable mention is Arrival. Welcome back again, Denis Villeneuve. <laughs> swear to fucking God. I've not said a Denis Villeneuve once. Oh, man. What can I say about Arrival that hasn't been said by a lot of people? Oh, man. It's it, it, it's an alien movie with a fantastic actual second half. Yeah. The second half of that movie changed. It's so just a, a beautiful movie about language and communication and what communication, it means. Communication, yeah. yeah. What it means to communicate with each other and how important that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, like, you have a great little... Yeah, I won't say what happens, but... Oh man, <laughs> like so Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner, Jeremy Renner, Jeremy can be Renner. Good sometimes, yep. The Wind River, sometimes. he's also Wind River, really good. yeah. Yep. Wind River, but uh, this was the one he was really good in. Yeah, we we, we could probably put, put Chuck and Wind River in 2016 because it w- did come out that year. So. Was that the year? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, man, very good stuff. Um, but yeah, Arrival's great. Didn't even knew. Um, great score as well. Mm-hmm. Um, was that your your Hanson? <coughs> I can't remember off the top of my head, but I believe the music was, was that just so powerful. That was really good. Your hand, your hands, and did Scario though. He mm-hmm. was he was good in that. But his latest one was Mandy. I'm pretty sure. Mandy was a bizarre oh, trip. Mandy. Mandy. Why are we talking about <laughs> like that? Why are we talking about Mandy's like great? <laughs> I love Mandy. All right. Um, so overlooked. So I actually broke the rule and I got free for this one. So I might start off with two for overlooked. Back, yeah. Okay. Yep. Because I've broken the rule, I could not convince myself. So the two quick ones I want to mention. Everybody wants some. Nice. Which is a Richard pick. Linklater movie yeah. about people going to college. It's basically Days Confused Today, yeah. which is Richard Linklater's yeah, other film. Right. Yeah, it's a good film. sequel. And then the other one that I want to quickly mention is the Disney remake, the only Disney live-action remake to work, Pete's Dragon. Pete's Dragon? Pete's Dragon is so good. Okay. You don't know Pete's Dragon? I'm, I'm just looking at the audience member's face. Why? <laughs> I don't understand. I... I don't know if you know, you've never seen Peach Dragon, I'm guessing. No, I haven't. Is that the one with um, Bryce Dallas Howard and Robert Redford? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a very insular, small movie. It's the only movie that's set in today's world that doesn't care about today's technology. Um, I'm guess I'm about to blow your mind there, and I think I'm going to make you a reason for why you need to watch Peach Dragon. Okay. And I'm just... It is directed by David Lowry. David Lowry. And oh, he is okay. phenomenal. He's going to appear later on my list. But this is a guy who's <laughs> made it. And uh, maybe on yours, I assume. Maybe on your list. Who knows? Oh, well, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. But David Lowry, Pete's Dragon. It's such a small, intimate, beautiful film. Absolutely overlooked. Disney live action, best movie. Go on. That's it. Yep. Um, I'll get, I'll, well, now that you mentioned it, David Lowry directed, I did not know that yeah. I'm surprised our oh studio no. audience, who's a massive Disney fan. Was that his first movie or was that Ain't Body Saints? That's the first big one he did. But okay. if it's a Disney fan... 
I'm guessing this Disney fan hasn't seen it. So, okay, well, I'm He's angry at th- this Disney fan is a traitor to themselves, and that's fine. Much love, the All Disney right. fan. <laughs> it's okay. Um, my first honorable mention is um, another movie, and when you hear this cast, you're gonna f- you're gonna forget that this cast was in it, okay. and then you're gonna be like, what the fuck? Ever people were in this? Like these people were in this? Okay. Uh, my first I've mentioned is Midnight Special. Midnight Special, yeah, with Adam yeah. Driver yeah. and Michael Shannon and the kid from It. Kirsten Dunst, Never seen it. Joel Never Edgerton. Ever. Great cast. Um, yeah, Jade Martell, who's the kid from It, one of the kids from It. Very good. Um, yeah, it's a, it's an odd one. It takes a while to take get going, but it it's a hit. really, really good look, um, interesting look at, um, I think, a cult. Or yep. like a cult obsession to something, and like and, and, and supernatural powers. Yeah, no, great movie. Um, and I, I can't really talk too much about it, but I think it's a really yeah, it's it's, in, it's a good a good movie. My other overlooked one, the Palm Door this year. Well, uh, the year that it happened. Oh, the year they come out. Yep. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> bit of a cheat. I decided to do a different year, Kyle. No, no. Uh, this one is I Daniel, Daniel Blake. Blake. Yeah, yeah. I was when you said I, I was like, okay, take a real idea. Have you seen I Daniel Blake? I have, yeah. Oh. Tears, 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 tears. A beaffle film about um how crappy the wor- um the uh and the, what's the the Centrelink like? What's the Centrelink a form of um? Well, wow. when you when you get money from the wealth? Wealth? welfare, welfare, uh, welfare. It's a welfare yeah, movie welfare. about an old man who hurts his leg, can't work, he just gets no support. Right. Fantastic movie. Him and this uh young woman end up having meeting up and becoming friends because of the welfare. Absolutely nothing wrong with that movie. I think it's beautiful. Yep. That's my overlook. And you agree that it won it should have won it was rightfully. One hundred percent. I know a lot of people that yeah. did not think it should have got the Really? Yeah. Incredible. They're wrong. No, they're not wrong. I feel very aggressive in my opinion. I apologize. I no, know. the I Daniel Blake is a beautiful film and I think it's so different to what we normally see in cinema regarding these kind of people. Uh, I, I just try to get my page back. Um, <laughs> my second overlooked movie was another foreign movie. Great. Um, it's a French one this time. Um, it's Raw by Julia DeCurna. Oh, my, now the decade's squeezing too much. Is that 2016? That was 2016. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Because I thought it was only last year. I only watched it in 2018, so maybe that's why I'm getting confused. Yeah. Beautiful film. What I love that, that Julia did with the movie is how she just so well just combined capitalism mm-hmm. and tried to make that a metaphor for um, coming of age. <laughs> I think it's shot beautifully. I oh, didn't. I, I don't shot. think it yeah. landed for me in terms of what it's trying to do, okay. but I thought it was beautiful the way it was made. Yeah, I, I think... Um, Definitely uh, overlooked. The lead actress as well, she's, she's fantastic. I, I, I don't think I can get her name up because I can't recall her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's great. I don't know what she's doing next. What is she doing next? Yeah, uh, I'll look at it later. But another, another um, effective movie. There's a beautiful shot about. Uh, is it the halfway in or but? And there's there's just very shocking moments. But there's one really really great one, and it has a, it's just a really nice shot as well. And um, I remember that is like one of the first movies that I was seeing in the theater where I was like physically sick, but still yeah. wanted to stay there and finish it. Yeah. But it's, it's and the thing is about the capitalism. It's not like um, 
uh, well, it's graphic, but it's it's not um, gratuitous. It's like, definitely not um, gratuitous. Let's say something like the Green Inferno. <laughs> that uh, well. I tur- Green Inferno is one of the rare movies I turned off and I just gave up on. I was oh, like, I never yeah. have to see the end of this. That was just terrible. It's terrible. Eli Roth in general. Uh, like he, he yeah, it mostly misses, but um, but yeah, the, the Green Inferno, I, I I don't I think is at times can be unwatchable. I think. I agree. Um, but once we're a good cannibal movie, I I, I think I think Raw, and um, if people don't know about Raw, it's about a woman that is a, she's a vegetarian and she gets sent to a veterinary sc- she goes to a veterinary school where she um, finds out that her um, that they're all cannibals. Yeah. Um, and then she gets turned to cannibalism, and it's just a yeah, it's just, it's just a really beautiful movie. It's such a different take. Great scene, the, mi- the scene in the mirror where she's having mm-hmm. you know, great scene. Anyway, I'm gonna shut the fuck up. <laughs> so now for favorites. Favorites are the best of uh, 2016. Uh, Is ours going to be the same? Yeah, maybe we'll see. Uh, Moonlight. Okay. Oh, sorry, sorry, wrong envelope. It's La La Land. Poor La La Land. For the rest of eternity, we've always been over this. I want to say one little thing about the Oscar thing. I yeah. sound like a drunken rant. Oh, oh, let me tell you. you know, um, I am. If there had to be an envelope swap, which there should never be, but if there had to be one, I am so thankful it was La La Land to Moonlight, rather than Moonlight being announced and then it got over to La La Land. Mm. The world would not be able to take that one. You know what I mean? Like, La La Land and then all, all of a sudden, Moonlight one, we pray for the underdog. We're happy for the underdog. Don't love the film, but we prayed for it. You know what I mean? But then if it's like La La Land was took it back from the underdog as they're up accepting the award, it would not sit well. Mm. And I think La La Land is my favourite thing from Damien Chazelle. Your favourite yeah. Yeah, because um, Whiplash is a sniper shot. It just pinpoints exactly what you want to do and it hits. Yeah. I think La La Land is a, a, is a shotgun blast. It scatters. It hits all the targets. I think a La La Land is a movie that stays. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it's in the way the music leaves in the second half and it no longer becomes a musical. Emma Stone's yeah, beautiful best performance. Ending. What is Damage Hill with endings? <laughs> yeah. He has his beautiful, yeah, beautiful ending. He, he knows how to ending. end the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, what is yours? Is it the same? It's La La Land. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> you please spruik it. Spruik the movie that everyone should uh, watch. Yeah, I don't know what more to say. This, this, the score from um, Justin Hurwitz, the soundtrack, I listen to it almost every single day. Oh. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Just watch it. <laughs> it's it's a, just a beautiful, beautiful movie. Yeah, excellent. Uh, 2017. Here we go. Mm, you're off the starting block. Uh, honorable mentions. Uh, my first one is to get out. Yep. Yeah. I can join you for this one. That's my honorable mention as well. Um. Again. Uh. Well, not really again, but uh, Jordan Peele just. I don't know. He just made a horror film that's all relevant to today. I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, managed to make it both hilarious and he plays with genres so well, like yep. comedy and horror and. Even psychological thriller at times. Yeah. And um, it's funny, it's but it, it's hilarious. You shouldn't be laughing at it. No, no, it's yeah. such a great dichotomy between what we should laugh at and what we are laughing at. And it's, and it's also just again, it's a movie that stays. It's very effective. Yeah. And it's even better the next time you watch it. Yeah, I I got to watch it with a second time with a bunch of people who hadn't seen it and seeing them confused and coming around and finally understanding the movie. It's so good. 
Yeah, I, um, I can't. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya is fantastic in the movie as well. Um, it, it's a movie that, as a as a writer, it really inspired me. Yeah. To, um, scream, reading the and reading not the being afraid of having dance moments and yeah. letting moments be discovered discovered yeah. by your audience. And I, what did you think about? Um, he did you see the alternative ending where he talks about the alternative? Terrible. Yeah. I'm so glad. I'm didn't so happen. glad he didn't do that. <laughs> but I see why people would have liked that. But it I think his reasoning right. is very. It's it, it 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 feels right that he's like you know that Chris has been through so much that he deserves a cathartic ending. Yeah, with, and I think um, the audience does as well. We need to know there's hope. We need the hope. We as the audience need to not feel like it's over for all of us. We need to have a chance to redeem ourselves. Yeah, exactly. As I'm going to say, get out for my first one. I want to go straight to you again because I don't have another one to replace it. So, so what's get your out next so removal? Both of get out. We have yep. both get out. Okay. Yep. Um, so it's not here in the list, but I just want to say okay. it. it's probably on your list, isn't it? We'll find out. Say it. It goes through. Is it on your list at all? It's not. It's not. I'm okay. so sorry. I thought this would be your favorite. No, it's not. No, this is not my what? favorite. It was your favorite on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm going off by like how um, things have sat over time. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I only made that as a bit of a joke because I was the first podcast episode I listened to. It was okay. the best of 2017. You and Scoob's having a couple of drinks, I'd say, <laughs> as you went through the lists. Um, but like, I would, I would put if this was if this is like my absolute favourites list, I would definitely put Ghost Story right at the top because yeah. that's just a very oh David Lowry. It's a movie that just breaks. It. Well, I've only seen it once. It, it broke me. I don't want to watch it again, but I just haven't. Had yeah, time me and Inside Out. I get that. Um. Yeah, I can say a lot more about that, but that's not my honorable mention. But does yeah. this not even on your list at all? No, like if I mean if like if I had a if I had a whole bunch of favorites, I wanted to mix it up and and put I love that you mixed it up because I love that you thought it'd be on my list, but it is not. Yeah, I wanted to put other films and give them more. Of Good, a, I love that. Um, but even though this one is probably talked about a lot as well, a lot more than Ghost Story. Yeah, which Ghost Story should be in obviously in overlooked maybe, but my honorable mention for 2017 when the the last one is is Lady Bird. Right. I, I watched Lady Bird again uh, maybe two nights ago. Yeah. And I, I loved it even more. I think uh, Shersha Ronan gives a really great performance. Um, <laughs> Timothy Chalamet is like, his character I'm is so ridiculous. Um, yeah. Um, and then Lady Greta, Bird is a cute movie, yeah. Yeah, and, and Greta Gerwig, I think, does a great job of what she knows as well because she, I think, did she come from San Francisco? I yeah, think. yeah. It's uh, her biopic Sa- in many Sacramento, ways. Sacramento, sorry. Yeah. Um, you had Benny Feldstein as well as supporting um, as Shush Ryan's good friend. You have a really great, the really great scene with Lucas Hedges' character mm-hmm. and her at outside the cafe. Um, yeah, I think it's a beautiful movie. I, I agree. It's a really tight little movie. Um, my other honourable mention is Free Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, nice. Very, very tight. Uh, Was that 2017? I saw it at the very end of 2017. Oh, you lucky! I'm down. pretty sure I went to Australia in 2018. Yeah, well, it did. It didn't make it until January. I didn't watch it until January. Ah, uh, so yeah, yeah, I saw it in December. Um, I got to see it, uh, screening of it early. That maybe that's unfair, but it's fantastic. I loved it. Um, it's a very important movie. Matt, this is one bug that would not get away <laughs> from me. It hates free billboards outside of Missouri. No, no. Um, Francis McDormand. Yeah, makes the movie. Sam Rockwell's great. Why she won Best Actress? Yep, all around. Uh, I'm a big as a, as you've said at the beginning I'm a big theatre director and 
the writer who for some reason Martin McDonough I was almost Martin forgetting McDonough, his yeah. name yeah. fantastic script writer known more for his theatre than he was for film oh. his scripts are incredible and his film scripts are only getting better where do you so land on Seven Psychopaths do not sit well on it do not sit well yeah. no it's that's in a Bruges, lot that's a movie that no one really sits well on and then there's three billboards uh, what about in Bruges that's what I mean in Bruges yeah, top. In Bruges, yeah and yeah. it's this weird sink yeah. Um, he also has this uh, great short yeah. film called Six Shooter. Is it Six yeah, I've Shooter? Heard, I've, yeah, yeah, Six Shooter. I've yeah, seen that. It's very, very good. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great. So that's my other honourable. So we're on to Overlooked now, right? Let's go to Overlooked, yeah. You Do go first. Do you want me I just gave you three billboards. Okay. Right. I know, I'm talking about it. It's all good. It's um. tense now. <laughs> but now we're getting to the parts where we knew each other. Go on. Okay, so my first Overlooked movie is a movie called uh, Super Dark Times. Never heard of this. Um, it's about, you get, you get like, you kind of get Stranger Things vibes because there are, I don't want to say it because they're just riding bicycles. You just look at people riding bicycles and thinking, oh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's about, these, these boys are much older and um, they hang out with a friend of theirs they hang out with a friend of theirs um, who they don't really mm-hmm. like hanging around and um, they are hanging out at the park and this is this is, this is the plot I'm not spoiling anything yeah. um, but um, they accidentally kill him with a samurai sword whoa they uh, find him they find a samurai sword and they accidentally kill him with a samurai sword and then it's up to like obviously I'm not going to say what happens because uh, now you don't have to see him I'm not going to spoil what happens after right but Lots of tension. Um, it's a very... You can tell it's a very low-budget movie as well, but um, I thought the, 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 the lead was great. It's got... it's It gets surprisingly brutal at times as well. Okay. And it's not something you'd expect. Okay, I'll look into that one. Um, um, yeah. My first uh, overlooked is Paddington 2. <laughs> and it's not ever overlooked in terms of it didn't become a meme, but I, I'm annoyed for it being overlooked because before to see it here. B- b- before it became a meme, me and my mate saw Coco, and thought, oh yeah, that was alright. We liked Coco. It's fine. It's whatever, whatever. The Disney person's back on my side. The Disney studio audience is back on my side. Um, the studio audience in the outdoor studio, yeah. Uh, but then we, then we went and saw Paddington too tears it is by far one of the best family movies of the last decade mm. it's way deserving of the praise that it has it sits on a pretty much perfect 100 like 98 on one tomatoes is one of the highest films of the decade mm. it was the most i think it was the highest metacritic for family that year like it has so much love and there's not a part about that movie i think is misplaced and it's peter king I'm pretty sure it's Peter King. I'm, if I'm wrong, it's Paul King, maybe. doesn't matter. Either way, go see Paddington 2. It deserves so much more love because the world will be a better place if we all just watch Paddington 2. If we all see Paddington 2. The world will be a much better, brighter, and happy place. We'll solve everything in the world. Paul and Brendan King. Gleeson. Yeah. yeah, and Brendan Gleeson is hilarious as well. Anyway, that's my overlooked. I heard Hugh one. Grant is good in that. Hugh Grant has never been better, and I will besmirch anyone who thinks yeah. that he didn't deserve every award under the sun for his role. In he, Paddington 2. I think he is the best actor that year. He was so good, he deserves supporting yeah. and lead. 
Okay, and was, that was too much. That was bullshit. He, definitely, he can't get both for that role. It was very good. But he could only get supporting. I'm going was Delirious, it? Carl. It's been a long night. Who got lead that? Was that Gary Oldman? Darkest Hour, maybe. Was it? I think maybe. it was. If it was, then I don't agree with that one. No, I don't. That's that's one I do and I agree with, no. Yeah, it's a shame. No, no, no. It was a year after a Shape of Water and Darkest Hour, so it would have been something else. It would have been... Francis McDormand was up for... And there was Lady Bird, there was Get Out. No, it was. It was Gary Oldman. It was? Yeah, because, uh, yeah, it, I'm pretty sure it was now. Uh, and then the Shape of Water year was someone else. Yeah, it was Gary Oldman. Yeah, I don't know. You know all that talk about Timothy Chamberlain deserves a shout out. I don't know. You're talking shit about calling by your name right now? Uh, maybe. We'll see how we go for the rest of the night. Uh, but what's we'll your next yeah, overlooked? Uh, my next overlooked movie is another. Again, I'm not just picking these because they're foreign movies, but they're just really good. Hey, there's nothing wrong with picking foreign movies. I wish I picked them all myself. Um, this is a Norwegian thriller, Norwegian lesbian supernatural thriller. Great title. It's called. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Thelma. Mm, okay, I've um, heard of this one, but I've not seen it. And again, what I, what I love about what the same thing I love of Raw is the director does something that is. Um, that we both like know as genres, like a supernatural genre or like yep. a, a cannibal, you know, subgenre, I guess. Mm-hmm. Would you call cannibalism a subgenre? I don't know if it needs its own subgenre. No, I, don't know. I think cannibalism is an act. Yeah. I don't think there's an act for like stif- stif- yeah, knife stabbing or if there's an act <laughs> for. P- like, let's get the newest murder film. I don't know. I don't know if it needs a cannibal. Um, no, okay. Well, uh, we'll just say like supernatural things yep. and. You know, um, love and relationships, but in this term, it's um, in this case, it's a lesbian, it's a lesbian relationship, and um, I like how it, it, again her supernatural powers are a metaphor for her um, blossom relationship she has with the, with the person. Yeah. Um, I won't say, won't say who it is, but again, really, really beautifully shot too. Oh my mm-hmm. god, I cannot get over the cinematography. It, it's beautifully shot a great lead performance has a really great scene in a music theater that i won't say okay. what happens it's okay. a great bit in music theater and there's another great scene that takes place at a party which is fantastic as well right okay i'll look into the filmer um i want to bring up an overlooked movie called nocturnal animals <laughs> nice uh tom ford beautiful fashion man tom ford fashion second film ford. uh it's about a movie about a writer who sends his ex-girlfriend a book mm-hmm. which details in graphic detail uh, attack made by what is assumed to be her in a fictional sense being raped and killed yeah. and it's kind of like a revenge novel being sent to the ex yeah. and then because it's such a good book she kind of falls back in love with him and it's so small it's so insular it's Aaron Taylor Johnson I'm pretty sure won the Golden Globe but I don't think he won the Oscar I'm pretty sure Sam Rockwell beat him for the Oscar. Um, but it's a beautifully twisted film. And it has, in my opinion, one of the best endings of the decade. Of like a big fuck you to the person that it's aimed at. And someone really hurt Tom Ford. That's what I got <laughs> from this movie. Someone really hurt Tom so Ford. Hurt him. And Tom Ford deserves a hug. And I wish, I can't wait for him to do his next movie, but... He doesn't need. This is what I love about Tom Ford. He makes amazing movies like A Single Man and Nocturnal Animals. He doesn't need to. He mm. makes billions. Single Man's a great movie too. Huh? Yeah. Single Man's but a great movie too. But he makes billions of his fashion industry. He doesn't need to make movies. He does it because he has a passion for it. Yeah. 
And I love that he funds basically his own movies. And I love that he just goes, oh, my, oh I thought I'm not going to have a movie. Genius, man. Anyway. Great cast as well. Awesome cast. J. Jewel. Yeah. J. Jewel. <laughs> uh, Amy Adams. Is he an actor Michael of Shannon the decade? As well. Is Michael uh, Jordan an actor? Dude, he, he could be. He, he could, could be the actor be. of the decade. Okay, your final. Um, but yeah, a great, great movie to watch yeah. that one was. Um, well, did I go first or are we up to the final? Are we up to the final movie, are we? We're up to the, we're up to the best, yeah. Okay, best. what's your best? Uh, my we best, you could probably take a guess at it, but my, my best that I think is, people could agree on and then, um, I, I just think, I think it's, I honestly think it's a masterpiece right. and I watched it last night, Phantom Thread. That's my favourite of 2017. That's, that's, that's. My favorite 2017 sorry was a ghost story, but I think the best of 2017 in every single way is Phantom Thread, and I think it's PTA's best film in my opinion. This is one of those things where I saw it in 2018. Oh, so you put it as 2018? Yeah. Did you put it as best? No, I didn't. Uh, okay. Funnily enough, okay. um, but uh, it's very very good. I think for the purposes of this. I'm going to treat it as 2018 and keep my number one for this one. Okay. But I want to agree with you that Phantom Thread is a masterpiece. Yeah, I think it's a masterpiece. Yeah. I think I think in every single way. And to even fathom that uh, Paul Thomas Anderson did the cinematography for this. like yeah. he, No one's credited, but like he's he, it's, it's he rumored. He wanted to shoot it by himself. It's rumored that he did this by himself. Obviously, with the help tight, of the tight areas. Like, he didn't get to make sets. He filmed on location, and it's tight. He has oh. no room. And the score by Johnny Greenwood... Best score. Best is score. like, incredible. It's euphoric. It's incredible. So good. It'll make you do any chore that you want to do. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, that's <laughs> very good. Um, yeah, Phantom Fred is a masterpiece, and even though it's in 2018, it would have been number one in this year. Yeah, and Vicky Creeps, is she doing anything else? Like I looked her up the other day, and she just seems to be happy doing her foreign movies. She still, she says she's still... She's never okay. made a pick in America, which is annoying. Oh, yeah, she was fantastic. She was so good. She was so good. Um, so my number one, this is a controversial pick, because literally no one talks about this movie, and it's more of an overlooked it, but it is my favourite. Colossal. Colossal? Colossal. It's my favorite movie Anne of Hathaway the year. And Jason Sudeikis. Yes, this is about a, a woman who is in a pretty bad relationship. Well, she leaves a pretty bad relationship, and goes back to her own hometown, and soon discovers that uh, she's controlling a Godzilla-like monster in Japan, which I think is a great elevator pitch. And so she dis- she discovers that by going to a certain area at a certain time, she controls a Godzilla that appears and destroys people. And it becomes like a fighting for abusive relationship or fighting against an abusive relationship. How do you get your power back from an abusive relationship? But my favourite moment of the movie, and it's trying not to be a spoiler, but it, it should make people watch it, is halfway through Jason Sudeikis, who becomes a bit of a bad boyfriend, realises that he too can create something in Japan to have fights with Anne Hathaway. And I just think in terms of domestic violence, in terms of um, showing violence in relationships this movie was pretty spot on and I think it's performances all across the board fantastic absolutely bizarre movie I watched this is probably Very the Steve Jobs I watched it five times in a week very odd five well. times in a single week I watched this movie five times that's my record week. for one probably outside of Happy Gilmore when I was like eight this is like the most I've watched the movie in a single week wow loved it oh, well, it was great to hear that it's like yeah, and look, and I'm probably wrong in, in terms of loving it so much, but it is, to me, it just hits. 2018. 2018. We have made it. We have made it to the end. We got 2019. 
Wait, have you done 2019? That's already? what I mean. No, no, that's what I'm saying. We've still got two more years to go. Well... We have made it to close to the end. To the, we're close to the end. I love we've it. We've made it we're to the end of this podcast. Yes. <laughs> and for those who have stuck around this whole time, thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I don't know how long we're in. Are we... We're an hour. We're only two hours in. Yeah, but this might be a split. If, if yeah, I might have to might have to cut this one up. I think yeah. it will take a while for me to edit this one. Oh no, <laughs> let's not talk about that. And that is your job. No, twenty eighteen. That is my job. Uh, you, you went first last time, so I'll jump in. Sure. Uh, my first honorable mention is American Animals. Oh um, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Four yes. friends, well, four barely friends. They all get to know each other. Decide to rob a really important, really famous book of american animals from a library in one uh, of crappy little university college sorry based on a true story about four idiots didn't really get far in real life this movie is just tense it's great barry linton i want to say linton i'm probably wrong i'm so bad because i got the chance to interview this man after the movie i got a chance to meet this man after the movie not interview i only said hello and he said bye back sydney film festival he made a movie called the Ins- no, not Insider. The Outsider, I'm maybe. Get, um, Pull him up for me. Please edit around this. Wait, did he? Is he I think I've got the wrong person up. So, yeah, he made made this movie, and uh, Bart's, I think his actual name is. And it's it's a documentary, but it's like with real, like with... Bart Layton. Bart Layton. Yeah. So it's, it's documentary style in that you see the real people do talk in their heads, but then they become actors in the movie as well. So you see the actors in yeah, the movie. Yeah, or, I, I love how it Or they that. debate things that happen. So you see characters and actors move a lot. It's just very good. Very tense. Good movie. Anyway. He, I waffled um, enough on that one. <laughs> the other movie that he did. Um, what did you think it was? The Outsider, Insider. The Imposter. Imposter, thank it's you. It's a documentary. Yeah, Imposter is about a, a young a guy who's 30 years old, comes to this family and convinces them that he's like the, their 12-year-old missing son. And wow. the family believe it. <laughs> that is... It's a true story. It's a 100% true story. Oh, my God. A 30-year-old pretending to be a 12-year-old, and they're like, you know what? This is our son. This is our missing son. So does he label it as a documentary, or does he try to do the same thing he does with American Animals? No, it's an actual documentary, the oh. other one. Yeah. But, um, so he tries to... It's, it's, so so it's he tries like to do a documentary fictionalized yeah, it's like a, it's version. It's like a binding of narrative. Yeah, and it's and fantastic yeah. for that binding. I wish more movies did that. Anyway, your first... Uh, my first one I mentioned is uh, my favourite comedy movie of the decade, Game Night. So good! I'm so glad you gave put this on this list. So yeah. good. Um, just, yeah, like a very, very creative movie, great cinematography. Um, again, Cliff Martinez comes back with the score, hits it, hits it out of the park with the score. Um, great with its transitions, its editing. It's just a movie that just it uses everything to its full potential. And you have a great cast as yep. well. Um, who knew that Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams would be so fucking good together? Their chemistry they is each other so well. Yeah. Jesse Plemons is the neighbor. Um, oh, and yeah, the the, direct, the direction, the writing, the direct, oh, It's just a great. I love that you have this movie. this movie on your list, but you scoffed at Vacation. <laughs> Ye of little faith, my friend. Yes, you wait. They I have little back. faith in uh, what's it? I think it's Jonathan Goldstein. Yeah, yeah, Jonathan, John Jonathan Daly. I want to say actually. Oh, Jonathan Daly and yeah, um, Jonathan Daly. Very, very good. Great choice. Game night is a bonafide classic. So much fun. Too well shot for what it is. Like at times, I'm, there's a one shot in game night, a one shot chase sequence. 
And it's that, oh, what's that? Oh, the one shot is the the, the egg, egg, right? Yeah, yeah. So it it's so good it shouldn't be in a comedy. Yeah. Like, fuck you for making this so good. I think that's the first time I swore, swore but really, fuck you for being so good, Dame Knight. No, I think you swore quite a bit. Oh, my bad. We're um, both, we both have. Phantom Fred. This ain't a kid's podcast. <laughs> Phantom Fred was my um, honorable mention. You've already mentioned it, so we can move on. Phantom Fred, you're mention as yep. well? Yep. Um, I just wanted to get the director's names right. Uh, John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. Good. Okay, so yeah. we were and close. They've got, a, they've got a huge comedy background. And it's just their Meant to be making The yeah. Flash. We don't know what they're doing now. Yeah. Whatever. But Game Night is yeah, great. And Phantom Thread, like yep. I've talked about before. Yeah. Uh, my second honorable mention is, we've talked about this before as well, uh, Annihilation. So good. Um, we talked about Ex Machina before. This is Alex Garland's follow-up and adapted um, work of um, uh, Jeremy. What's, what's uh, I think well, while you look it up, I will say that fantastic to talk about this as a rec- um, as honorable mention because it deserves to be an overlooked. It was tragically overlooked in America to the point that they sold it to Netflix so everywhere else in the world had to watch it on Netflix. I would have loved to see this movie in the cinema. Didn't come out of cinema. Yeah, because they went, oh, this yeah. movie's dying in America. No one wants to see it. And it's such a shame because it deserved that audience. It was fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah. I, like, I had to... I wanted to watch it on Netflix because I wanted... To, no, sorry, I wanted to watch it on the cinema screen, but no, yeah, no one around here was playing yeah. it. And I wanted to watch it on the biggest TV I could find. Yeah. And I ended up, I ended up did finding a big, a big TV, but... It still wasn't. I was like, I wish I, I experienced this with Dolby yeah. Atmos, surround sound, everything. Like, so, it is so such good. a f- fucking great sci-fi film. I thought it was fantastic as well. What great are you going to do next, Alex? What are you going to do next? He's making a TV show. He directed, wrote and directed a TV show with Nick Offerman about sci-fi. Comes out next year, all 10 eps. Oh, really? I'm very excited. He's actually thinking he's going to stay in TV. He says he loves having really? the freedom of TV. Okay. So my, I've done all the mentions. The Tesseract is that it? Pun? No, no. Wait, wait. Filmography. Is it? Dread. No, I hate to do it. No. I'm trying uh, to get television. Yeah, Alex Garland. Oh, it's um. Oh, sorry. Devs. Yeah, devs. Devs. Yeah, oh, looks great. Okay. He wrote and directed it. I'm super excited. I love that he's playing with a long format. One season in and out. Okay. Not this two seasons. And not going to make a second he's season. He's telling like a five-hour story. I love it. Oh, great. I, I like when um, they, can, they can stick to something. Yeah. So You're able to tell a full story in that amount of time. Yeah. So going on to Overlooked, yep. it's, I, I think we got enough love in terms of critical acclaim, but I think it's Overlooked in Australia because it wasn't available here in an easy way. Eighth grade. Eighth grade. Yeah. It's Overlooked in terms of you'd say eighth grade to people they don't know what it is you can't buy this movie on DVD and JB that doesn't exist hmm. you can't get this legally really you can't get it on Netflix you can't get it on Amazon you can't this movie doesn't exist in Australia and that's so was it not distributed at all? it had like a two week cinema session in Sydney at the beginning of this year hmm. like almost a year after it came out in America but that's it wow and it's such a good movie it's too. such a good movie for a young girl a directorial debut from, from Bo, Bo Burnham, Burnham comedic guy wow, Bo Burnham about a person a little girl in 8th grade finishing 8th grade moving into what is it it's not junior school anymore it's senior school is it oh. they have a weird thing where it's four year schooling yeah. but um 
she, it's her final week and she's young girl who has this YouTube personality which is vibrant but her personal personal personality is non-existent so yeah. awkward beautiful lead performance must see it overlooked oh, in every way great lead performance Elsie Fisher was probably the breakout star of that year yeah, I, I think, think me and you were, this was one of the first movies we talked about because I saw you watching and I messaged you and this yeah. was one of the first movies me and you really got onto yeah I would definitely say that um, and the Elsie Fisher was probably the breakout star of that year fantastic she, was, she is she was just as a, as a first, as a debut. I mean, yeah. She just blew me away. I'm so glad she's in Adam's family. Said nobody ever. <laughs> 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 Fuck me. She's an amazing movie, and don't worry, she got her Adam's family gig. Rest she's in Castle Rock as well. The I think it's is the she? Hulu show. Have you even seen it? Is she? Well, was she promoting I a know, lot of I it. Know, <laughs> I know. I'm joking. It's only because I don't know anyone who watches Castle Rock. Well, another person who I would agree had another breakout performance that year was um, Thomas and Mackenzie. For? Uh, leave No Trace. Oh, Leave No Trace. Yes. Yes. Because we just saw her recently in Jojo, Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit, yep. Um, Very and good. And she was, she was so good in Leave No Trace. So was Ben Foster. Ben Foster mm-hmm. was really good too. Um, but I just think this story was a very, a great contemporary story as mm-hmm. well, like about living in the wild and not, being um, you know, being disconnected from society, but also showing the duality of that, like showing yep. that it's like also going to be. It's also good to like have that. I guess like live out in the wild as well, because you, you're so you don't want to be surrounded by like everyone yep. around you. I don't know. I'm trying to try to describe it well, but it's such a bizarre movie I that it's really hard because it's anything. so simple. It's so small and simple. Very, very good. Um, and she's she's great. She's she's just she's really innocent as well, mm-hmm. and she, she just plays it really well. I think. And Deborah Granick, I think, directed it really well. Yeah, another really tight film. Um, my other overlooked is the Old Man and the Gun. Oh yeah, David Lowry again. Yeah, For someone who's a big David Lowry fan, I've mentioned him like four times. <laughs> you haven't mentioned him once in your list. You gave it offhanded comment to a ghost story but Old Man in the Gun was Robert Redford's last film where he plays uh, based on a real person an 80 year old bank robber and he's just so charming it's such a charming it's it's a David Lowry film in that it's charming it's beautiful it's so insular it's such a personal film but it's also just a victory lap for Robert Redford they even use old footage from the older movies that he's in it feels like this is why he said this is my last film because it really feels like a collection of his life it's beautiful yeah I'll, I'll definitely give that a watch have you not seen it I haven't seen it <gasps> the only I think the two David Lowry movies I've seen is Anybody in Saints and um, his worst ones no 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 he's good ones he's very good he's a very good director overall <laughs> he's actually very very good I'm a big fan of him but yeah I don't know what he's doing next though do you know what he's doing next uh, I'll give him a call tomorrow and see what he's <laughs> up to <laughs> hey David sorry <All> right. <laughs> it's me Jay <laughs> you know me yeah, yeah. I'm the only one touting the old man the gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember I saw old man the gun? You got a ticket sale to that? Um, all I right, think I uh, used my Cinebuzz free ticket for that one anyway, so uh, sorry, David. Oh, Poor little enough for the David. Now it goes back on him. Yeah, exactly. No. Um, my second uh, overlooked movie is, again, not a movie. It, it can come off as very brash and just like in your face. But I think it has one of the best one shots. I think it has the best one shot of that year, mm-hmm. and it is uh, Assassination Nation. I think it has a great end credits sequence as well. That end credits is fantastic. Yeah, 
I don't know and if could, I don't know if you can get along with the lead characters too well because they can't yeah. they can be unlikable. They are very unlikable. But you made a movie where John McHale is the most likable. <laughs> oh my god. He plays a fucking dick. But I'm also like I also don't mind you because the women are so bad. I wouldn't I wouldn't say they're terrible. I I I I like the lead. I don't yeah. know if I don't know if I better friends. And but you know what's so funny about the lead of an assassination nation? She was found because someone saw a little movie that she was in. Odessa Young is the actress. Some yeah, Odessa Young, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was in a little movie called The Daughter. <laughs> and it got her into Assassination Nation. I kid you oh, not. Full circle. Full, full circle. So someone else saw The Daughter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll go for Odessa Young. I th- good I, on her. Like, I, I mean, she's my favourite part like, of the movie. You'll see The Daughter, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Assassination um, Nation has the best credits. I watched that credits scene yeah, like a hundred times. Um, and then that one shot in the house when the, the, so you know, the, like, the killer going around. So good. It's just beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's great. It, but like, it just sucks that like some of the movie around it is just not very not, good. Not as good, no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I recommend Assassination Nation if you want something odd to watch. Yeah. So favourite? Um, i got one more overlooked and it's Mandy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, don't talk about Mandy, No. Mandy's so fucking good. It's such a head <laughs> trip. I watched it. I was about uh, probably two six packs in when we started Mandy, and that yeah. was a poor choice on my part. Oh yeah, nightmare fuel. No, I haven't done the. Uh, I know some people have actually taken psychedelics and watched Mandy. Don't. It's not. Why? You don't need to. The film has <laughs> you, taken you it for you. I think my letterbox review was literally like an acid trip. That's like you just inject it into your body, and that's that's Mandy. Exactly. <laughs> you don't need the acid. This movie is the acid. Um. So, my favorite. Oh, the raving for the fly. Um. So my favorite movie of twenty eighteen. Or the best. Yeah. You think it's the best. I think it's the best. I'm looking at this face because I think you know what I'm about to say and I'm a bit nervous. I truly think it's a miseducation of Kevin Post. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I look, yeah. maybe know. I'm sticking for the indie guy, the little indie guy, but um, Chloe Grace Moretz plays a young girl who after being seen kissing the prom queen, well, more than kissing, at the prom with the prom queen that's sent to a straight conversion camp mm. or gay conversion camp. Yeah. And it's this movie says so little and expects you to fill in the gaps for a lot of these characters that I actually thought it was gorgeous. Like, I just cared so much for everyone, and there's a scene where John Gallagher Jr. from The Newsroom and from Ten Cloverfield yep, Lane, yep, he has yep. a bowl of cereal by himself, and it's traumatic. Oh, <laughs> his character is just I know, isn't it? a traumatic and, character. But no, at no point do they sit down and go, well, here's my character, this is, this is who I was. All of it's just inferred. And the woman who wrote and directed this movie, based on a book, went on to make a show called The Bisexual, mm. which is a fantastic, underrated, underwatched show. Big fan. But yeah, um, Kevin Post, really tight movie. Chloe Grace Moretz, best. Go see it. Your favourite was? My favourite was First Reformed. Even Org. That is, out of all the movies you've listed, that is the most Kyle Cruz <laughs> movie. Well... My favorite of that year was actually Star is Born, but if I actually because opinions, I think opinions do change over time. Of course. Um, if I were to replace Star is Born with number one for that movie, I'd put First Reformed in number one. Wow. Yeah, I would put it was. I think it was my number two. I would put it at number one. I think that after, after watching it again, I probably would end up. That's number a one. hard movie. 
It's a very it's a it's a slow movie. It's a slow movie. It's shot in ball four by three. It's um it's it's very quiet as well. Very quiet. And you have actors that you you do know but giving very like quiet and um I guess distant I don't want to say distant, but it's funny because you have um like example a good example I could use is Cedric the Entertainer, who's mm-hmm. usually like a comedic relief or he's always in like the bad comedies or anything like that. Yeah. Um Comes out of nowhere a, with this. Yeah, he plays a just a, pr- a really strict, serious priest, um, and you can tell like he's that taking advantage of like the the money that's coming into the church and everything. Yeah, and I just think that I think the film deals with a lot of contemporary issues that we're dealing with right now at the moment as well. Mm-hmm. Shows the one character's anger towards that and how he's going to. I mean, he may not uh, um, address it in the way that's healthy. No. For considering the ending, um, which a lot of people don't like. Um, it's a shame because it is a very tight movie that's very clear on what it wants to be, yeah. in my opinion. But it is a challenge to watch. Yeah, it, it, I, w- I would say it's a challenge to get to. But I think you have a. I think Ethan Hawke should have won the, the lead actor performance of that year, not Rami Malek. <laughs> oh, Rami Malek should never have won. That's straight up. But I don't know if I agree. I don't know if I think Ethan Hawke. Oh, no, I'd, pr- I'd probably give it to Ethan Hawke. I, I love Ethan Wa- or Ethan's body of work, but um, I don't know if this is the movie that I would have given it to him for. That scene he has with his um, his female co co yeah, co yeah. but in the stairwell, I, that was I fucking love that scene. I'll say this: when it got to the stars scene, the st- oh, when he, when yeah, when yeah, see for it? yeah, 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 okay, yeah, lost me. Yep. Okay. So, did did you not come back after that? No, I was kind of I checked out mentally, <laughs> which is a shame. <laughs> which is a real shame. Okay. All right. We've well, done we've it. done it. We have gotten through eight years. Nine years. <laughs> Nine years. <laughs> we have gotten through bad maths. <laughs> <laughs> we have no, that's, that's just me. Five that's movies. Just me. Five, five movies a year, or seventeen movies a year, if you're Kyle. Oh. We're up to the final year this year, the last year of the decade. Far out. We, we haven't we talked about Denis Villeneuve for like two years, which is bizarre. Oh man, it, it it hurts that I didn't talk about him for that long. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> talk about him again. Twenty nineteen. Yeah, I I'm compiling my list together. Are you compiling yours at the moment? Mine's or? done. You you think you've done already? Yeah. Have you got anything left more to see? This year. Have you seen uh, Have you seen the Lighthouse? No. See, this is where I was going to say as a joke. This is going to be a pre pre recorded part in case we like the lighthouse, <laughs> where you could just add this in in a later episode yeah. of me saying, "Oh, just by the way, lighthouse is super super important. It's very very good." Yeah. Is that why you you thought the last one was the end because you didn't have twenty nineteen? Well, I didn't want. I I I'm, haven't done my twenty twenty one yet. Do you mind? Since I'm not going to be on the show, I can give you just mine and we can wrap it I'd up. Lo- yeah, we here's can wrap my it up. five. Yeah, this, this would be great. Yeah, this would be great. So here's mine because I do think the lighthouse will probably do get in there, but this I don't nice think surprise. Cats is going to be up there. <laughs> so I think I don't need to see Cats. <laughs> I'm not going to see 1917 before next year unless something no, miraculous it, I happens. Think so it's January 16th when it comes out. Yeah, so I'm going to miss that one. I've seen Little Women, which is a main, major one, yep. and I've already seen Jumanji, so I don't think that's going to happen. So the only other film I think is going to come out this year that could make a list was Star Wars, but I. Oh yeah, yeah. Episode nine. I don't think that will ever happen. I want to look back on this and laugh if it turns out to be my favorite movie of the year. But Force Awakens, which is my favorite Star Wars movie, didn't even make it onto my list at all. So here's my five, real quickly. My honorable mentions for this year are Parasite and The Irishman, 
Parasite's an honourable mention. It's very good. It's very, very good. And it's not number one, but it's number two. Wow. It's a great Bon Jong Ho film. Oh, so it's still in your top five, but it's just yeah, not yeah. the... Yeah, this is okay. honourable mention. So this is two and three. Okay. And Irishman is number three. It's a long movie. I've sat, watched, I've sat through and watched it in one sitting yeah. twice with my father. And it's me and my father's favourite movie to watch at midnight. It's a three and a half hour film. And well. we want to do it again this week. I don't know why. I don't know if I will. Fuck I'll yeah. probably get my laptop out and write. But I thought the Irishman was fantastic. Um, my overlooked is Hustlers. It's overlooked by every motherfucker on this planet. It is a fantastic movie about friendship with Jennifer Lopez doing the best performance of the year. And people are saying the director is getting snubbed as she, well. If people are upset about Greta Gerwig... Greta Gerwig? Is it Gerwig? Gerwig. Yeah. yeah. If people are complaining about her, it says two things to me. One, you pick your favourites. Yeah, yeah. Everyone loves her because she's her and that's fine. She's great. But it also says that you haven't seen Hustlers. <laughs> 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 that's how good. So you think, um, I think it's Lorenz Gaffrey or something? Yeah, it's Bo Burnham's partner. Oh, really? Hustlers. I didn't yeah. know all together. So about a year ago, Bo Burnham was posting about how Hustlers would be the best movie of 2019. And we're like, oh, yeah, yeah whatever, whatever. And then we saw it and only crap, he's right. The reckoning, for example, just one little tick that they did. Is there's a scene where all the way through it, there's like the the book ending idea of they're being interviewed for a paper, and at one point she goes, "Turn the microphone off," and he she turns it off, and for the rest of the scene we hear nothing, oh. but we see it, and I was like, ah, oh. so like the recorder was turned off, we don't get to hear this because we're not allowed. To, and I just thought there's a lot of little gimmicks that she does in this film. It's fantastic. I'm sick of telling people to watch it because people just don't want to watch it. <laughs> Kyle. I will. I will watch it. I'll. I'll get around to it. I will. I will get around to I'll it. Get around is the to maybe it. of Facebook event it's posting? It's on my list. Okay. And the other one I think is overlooked, and it was overlooked because it didn't make nearly as much money as the first one. But I loved Happy Death Day to you. Yeah. Yeah. Very very fun. All the yeah, time. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Best movie of the year, and I do not think I'm going to change is Marriage Story. Marriage Story. Yeah. Beautiful. Transcendent Adam Driver Scarlett Johansson fantastic yeah great movie and just to um, to the listeners out there we'll be talking about Marriage Story very very soon on the podcast well, why don't we keep going no no no, no. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> we can quickly talk about it if you want to well all I want to say is that I think it is such a traumatic beautiful experience it must really be well so the one thing you said earlier I think it wasn't even on the podcast maybe it was pre-podcast you do care for both sides yeah it was, it was early in the podcast yeah, so, yeah. well I've, we've mentioned it in person as well yeah as well, because we mean you got to see it yeah, the best suggestion beautiful. I've given the people is watch Marriage Story yeah. but make sure you have something fun to watch afterwards yeah. we were lucky enough to have Jojo Rabbit Jojo afterwards Rabbit, yeah. but Marriage Story is such a challenge of a film in terms of like just trying to keep yourself bottled up because you get so mad you can just really tell that Noah Bombay really cares about the characters that he writes about more well. than anything else he cares so much and the actors he has has so much faith in the script oh yeah yeah um, Adam Driver to me should win should win best I think it should which win best which is a shame because Joaquin Phoenix keeps getting snubbed at the last post but uh, nothing comes close to Adam Driver's performance to yeah me. I, I think he has the best male performance in 2019 to be honest yeah um I don't know if you'll put Joker in your top five or if Joker will come on. Joker is not an overlooked movie. It's well and truly looked. I don't think it's an honorable mention. I think it's got more praise I wouldn't than say Joker's an overlooked movie. It, look at the money it made. That's what I mean. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I don't okay. think it fits any of those categories, but I do think Joker is great to have a proper discussion about superhero movies again. Yeah. 
because I know people were talking about Black Panther and how important it was to be like, seen and as a white person I can't really say how important it was to see that kind of movie but um, there's things about that movie that are clearly not great it's the special effects in particular or the action and all of that kind of stuff but Joker is a movie that's like hey superheroes can be important they can say stuff they don't have to mm. just be mm. what Martin Scorsese calls theme park rides <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah well it's funny because people like look at that and they don't even like read the no. articles they just read the headlines say Martin, yeah. Sco- Martin Scorsese doesn't he was saying some good points but um yeah, yeah actually, my if you read the articles the, uh, there are actually some good points there. yeah he's and Martin Scorsese who would have thought that he knew what he was talking oh, about um but yes if the lighthouse is turns out to be as amazing I think the lighthouse is the last film I have left this year well we're hopefully watching the lighthouse this week hopefully fingers crossed can't wait yeah hopefully all right, that's it. I think I think that'll do it, because um, we're gonna kick over two and a half hours. Oh We've been God. sitting here for nearly two and a half hours. This has been a long weekend. I'm happy to not <laughs> see you for like a month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh fuck. we well, probably have to save you a little bit more after New Year's. <laughs> oh my God, we're gonna have a lot of stuff to talk about then. Oh man, but, um, well, thank you for, for having me. On. Oh, we've both said friends. Been, all of us. Yeah, we've been. Um, I've been waiting to get you onto the podcast for yeah, a while. Yeah, I've it's, been. It's, it's been really good to have you on and talk about movies. And it was so good to have barely any connection. Like, we had, like, three or four that we agreed on, but for the most part... Oh, yeah, yeah. We had movies to give each other, which is so great that we're at the end of the decade and there's still some 10 out of 10 movies I've not seen. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm I mean, very I th- excited. I think this has been a great decade for film. It has been. Based off what we've been talking about and based off other lists that I've seen as well, I yeah. think it's been a great decade for movies. And I think every single year has, has provided some really good movies. Yeah. No matter what, you, you can't just say that... No year was like the worst. Like the worst year, there's just some films that you maybe didn't seek out because they're yeah. maybe they're waiting there for you. And there's uh, hopefully people will find their favorite movie from this list. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope, I hope I hope they listen to this podcast and they they find a movie that they will connect to or they yeah. they'll um, find some enjoyment in. I think they'll find something for everyone on this list. It's a great list. But um, congrats on getting through it with me. My God, I realised that we talked over... Well, if you count them, with your extras as well, we did we talked over 100 movies. 100? Heck, it wouldn't be 100, Five right? times 10 is 50. There's two lists. Wow. Okay. Well, well, listen back to it and have a look at it. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Because there's a couple of years where we had a couple of extras, but what I mean is like I think it all evened out to be a really solid list of everything. Yeah, yeah. Family films, comedies, romances. Yeah, a there's whole a good variety here as well. If you, want, if, if you can't find like anything in this list, I mean, yeah. I mean, I was so afraid I was going to turn into A24's list. <laughs> but he had... Um, <laughs> hey, A24's doing some fucking good work. They're doing great stuff. But yeah, I mean, people thanks for having me on. <laughs> And um, I'm yeah, really excited to see the hatred I get for some of my picks. I think I think people might tune out as soon as they realize I hated Django. To be <laughs> honest, that early they on, should give you a chance. <laughs> they should really give you a chance. No, but um, thanks for hearing my crazy opinions. Yeah, and that no, was really fun. Yeah. It was really fun to do this. I'm, it, was, it was fun to have actually someone on too. And yeah, I hope this is the beginning of more guests and yeah, appearances. Yeah, more guest appearances instead of me just droning on by myself. Oh my no, name. it's always fun. Psycho. <laughs> Passion goes a long way. Where <laughs> um, can anyone find you online on social media? Or? Uh, I'm not pretty much. I'm offline when it comes to personal stuff. I don't know why. I wish I could say I have like all these other blogs. I do work for Pixel Pop Network. If you want to search that up, I do reviews. Pixel Pop Network. Yeah, and that's yeah. just a website where I do some of the film reviews and film festivals. 
I also write Incognito from a bunch of other sites, but that sounds really gross. But Pixel Pop is my public stuff. Yep. Yeah. Um, under Jay Wood there, there's a review for Jojo Rabbit. If you're on the fence about it, definitely no, yeah. go see it. Yep. But yeah, Pixel Pop Network, all one word, and that's where you can probably find most of my stuff. Yeah, are you on like Facebook, Instagram, Letterboxd? Yeah, um, yeah, I'm on Letterboxd. I don't know what my username is. I don't know what my, any of my username is. It's but you can find name. me on Jay Wood on Facebook or Jay Wood on... I think it's I'm Jay Wood on Insta. Yeah. I, I wasn't prepared to sprick myself, so <laughs> I haven't looked up anything. <laughs> but yeah, Jay Wood, find it Come everywhere. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah, it's Jay Wood on um, Letterboxd as well. I might be wrong. But and um, then, yeah, for people that are not online, you're doing yes. something next year. Yeah, we're producing, uh, producing slash directing a production called The Laramie Project, mm-hmm. a forbidden piece, um, and it's a pretty famous text, so we're hoping we invigorate it with some new take, no longer casting people based purely on gender and sex, which would be really cool. Yeah. And Carl may be involved in that as well, I believe. I uh, might be. Yeah, a lot yeah. of wa- roles are wearing a lot of hats next year for Carl. Yeah, it's a big year. Twenty twenty is going to be. Uh, I feel like it's going to be, be a, big a changing year. year yeah. I it's going to be a change. It's going to be a year of change. No problem. Um, and you guys can find me at um, Carl Cruz on Facebook. Not my, uh, not my private one. Find me on the public page. Um, <laughs> you can follow the podcast and Casey Movies podcast on Instagram. And my letterbox is uh, just my name as well, Carl Cruz. And you can listen to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That'll do it. Thank you, Jay, for coming on Thank and talking you. movies. Thank you for having me on. We love movies. It was so good to have this discussion yeah. again. And I um, hope you guys find some movies that um, that you can watch from this list. There's a whole variety here. You oh. can pick and choose how you want. Um, what a decade. What a decade. On to the next one. All right. Cheers. <laughs>